Hey guys, this is Andrew, and I welcome you to our special 100th episode. In this episode, we discuss the current and future state of Star Wars, and we review episodes 1 and 2 of Ahsoka. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jedi Eternal. Why am I so loud? Welcome to our 100th episode. Let's go. The official 100th episode. We started this back in, I think it was January of 2020. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. here we are. Over three years later. And only now getting to it. Only now getting <laughs> And like the first 50, we're in like the first year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, here we are, 100 episodes. So we are very excited to um, to be back and to, to uh, do this. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, we're thankful for all of you guys who have stuck with us through the journey of 100 episodes. Uh, some, as you may know, our first episode ever was called uh, The Future of Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, 50 episodes later, we kind of stuck with that tradition, right? And kind of talked about it again, I believe, right? Is that right? Yeah, our 50th uh, episode was 50th episode. same thing, but just part two, right? Right, and then, so, so now here we are. At 100 episodes, and we're going to bring up this topic again because time has now passed. Quite a bit of time has passed since the last time we talked about this, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so we're going to talk about the future of Star Wars. And 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 inside of that future of Star Wars, we're also kind of talking about the state of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. And just like how things are going and where we think things are going, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But first, before we dive into all that, we do want to thank all of you so much for. Uh, joining us but also a huge thank you to our patron producers Um, if this is not you don't don't you fret you can join us (laughs) you can become a producer Um, you can do that on our patreon and uh, it's only five dollars a month and that gets you early access to our episodes as well as an exclusive podcast series that we do called and other stuff uh, which you'll need a new one of those here very soon. We need to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, and, and there's uh, multiple episodes already up of that you can go and enjoy. Um, but as always, we do want to shout out our patron producers. So without further ado, uh, we have Tara Bolin, Grayson David Gill, Alex Mason, Corey Wise, Jay Kamdar, Jenna, and Promise. So thank you thank all you. so much for being our patron producers. Again, you can go check that out. And join join the fun if you would like. We would love to have you. But Braxton, yes. how are you on this one hundredth oh, episode? You know what I just realized? What's that? It, it's it's almost kind of funny. Like it, it's just kind of, almost kind of fitting mm. that I totally forgot to do introduce you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah on our one hundredth yeah. episode, wow. I did not Hurtful. I did not even introduce you. I did not give you a, a you know you know how we always tr- part of our tradition is we give like each other a little name yeah. or whatever yeah. as we do yeah. it. 
totally didn't even get to that. And it's Bitterful, because, but yeah, it's because uh, how loud I was. I was not really ready for that, <laughs> and, you, it, and, it, you, and yeah. it like peaked, <laughs> and so it just stopped me from saying yes, it. But yes. anyways, our other. <laughs> Other uh, co-host here is Braxton Taylor. Yeah, just and, chopped um, liver over here, guys. Just, but just uh, chopped liver. But, but no, no, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting, man. I know we actually was intending to do this um uh, a little while ago or not a little while ago, but like last week. But we like actually you know what? Uh, we're here. We're going to record, but we're actually going to postpone it and do some planning and different stuff like that because we wanted to make sure that we were well prepared for our hundredth episode, and that's what we are here to do today. We have notes and we have diff- two different uh, main topics today and. Just lots of fun stuff to talk about. One thing I do want to mention, though, um, in review of some of our previous episodes, uh, episode 50, which is a feature of Star Wars Part 2, at the very beginning it was talking about how, you know, when we finally get to, like, I can't remember what, exactly what we were talking about. We were talking about either getting to our 100th episode or we were either talking about getting to... Um, you know, something to do with the future of Star Wars. Andrew, you said, well, yeah, who knows? We might have another dog or one of us might have a kid. And uh, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. And guess what? <laughs> you have both of those things. You have a new dog and you have a kid now. How hilarious, <laughs> How hilarious is that? Is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, we were just like making that joke. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally you have, actually do have, I have a, a new puppy and a new baby. Um, Got his hands full, people. Got his full hands full. I, I truly do. I truly do um, have my hands full. Pretty much oh, all the that's time. funny. That's so, funny. But hey, life's good, and hey, uh, it's awesome. It's you know, it's all good things. All good and, in the hood, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, things are going well, <laughs> and so of course, excited um, to talk about Star Wars, and yeah. we do have some uh, some great stuff to talk about because it is officially the beginning of uh, Ahsoka. Yes, we have both seen the first two episodes of Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and we are going to review that later in the show. And uh, and then and then after that we're going to talk about the future of Star Wars. So a lot of good stuff that we're going to talk about. But before we get to all of that, mm-hmm. let's jump into our news for this let's week. Let's do it. Oh, something else I guess I should mention as I'm doing that is uh, we are um, going to start a season two. Yes. Of Jedi Eternal. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit before, but yeah. we want to make sure we mention it now too. So uh, again, this is our last episode in season one. So yes. in season two, we're going to change things up just a little bit. Nothing too crazy, but just make a freshen things up, make a few changes, and uh, we'll still be the same podcast as you know. But um, just kind of make things a little different for a season two. Uh, we haven't we haven't fully decided if we're going to number our episodes <laughs> yeah. or not. If yeah. you have if you have a thought on that, let us know. Do you think it should be numbered like episode one of season two or do you think we should just have titles and no numbers let us know we would be curious yeah to hear your thoughts we have individual pros and cons we've yeah. thought of for both of those we're not going to get into that necessarily here but like i said love to hear your thoughts on that um you know but we're going to get into the news but but i mean you know just to kind of reflect a little bit you know uh 100 100 episodes man i mean that's that's a lot of that's a lot of episodes i mean that's at the very at the very least 100 hours of our of our life you know what i'm saying at the very least if not even closer to like probably like 150 because of the times we did like a two-hour episode you know what i'm saying yeah so i mean that's a you know this is it's been it's been a ride man 100 episodes that's uh 100 is a pretty significant number you know what i'm saying i don't know i just pretty cool pretty cool yeah no it is cool and you know when we started to think that we'd get to 100 episodes seems <laughs> three crazy, years right? later 100 episodes three years yeah, later 100 episodes and uh you know and we've really have improved in a lot of ways i think sure and, and made a lot of uh good 
uh, improvements in our Patreon has been a, an awesome thing for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, like you guys have allowed us to do things that we hadn't been able to do yet, but also still um, in the process of that. And mm -hmm. uh, we were just actually kind of looking over what we have as far as funds go because of our Patreon producers mm -hmm. and uh, talking about how we can maybe utilize some of that soon. And we do have some, some, some things we would like to do. So again, that, uh, that money you're spending weekly or I'm sorry, monthly is uh, going to do something good. It is going to help the podcast. It's not just being thrown in our pockets and uh, spending it on uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We are uh, utilizing it for this podcast and we do have some dreams and visions that we want to want to do. So again, we thank you. But let's go ahead and jump into the news. Our first story for today is one I'm personally pretty excited about. And that is that the Mandalorian seasons one and two will be releasing on Blu-ray. Uh, that is going to be um, Blu-ray and, of course, um, 4K UHD as well. And you're going to be able to start pre-ordering them on the 28th, which is Monday. And they are going to have some, They're going to be in Steelbooks. Um, they're going to have concept art cards and, and never-before-seen never bonus features. So this is really cool. Um, as you know, Braxton, The Mandalorian Season 1 and The Mandalorian Season 2 are both uh, something that is, has only been on Disney+. Plus. It has been the only way to right. watch these. There has never been a DVD release of any kind. This will be the very first time. So with that being said, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean... We talked about this a little bit before the episode, and you brought up a great point, is that, uh, you know, physical media is is a great thing to have. You know, first of all, uh, there is something special about owning a movie or owning a TV mm -hmm. show that you are very passionate about. Because, you know, um, you, you, can, you could always stream it, but it seems very... I don't even know what the right word would be. It just seems very detached. Like, you could... Okay, you could stream it, but you could also stream hundreds of other things. But when you have the DVD set of something like a show that you really like, it's yeah. just something special. You know what I'm saying? You can pop it into your DVD player, your Xbox, PlayStation, or whatever, and sit there and watch it. And yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, you know, and, and I don't expect it to happen anytime uh, in the near future at all. But, you know, who knows? Something happens to Disney Plus and it goes down. If something happens and they need to, to move it or change it or take Mandalorian off of the, the series, you know, the yeah. platform you know it'll be nice to have that well and here's the thing you in in today's uh today's world nothing is impossible when it comes to this this new format right, right. it's still a, f a f new format really oh yeah this yeah. the digital streaming world uh and when we've already seen brand new series exclusive series to some of these streaming <laughs> services right get completely taken off mm -hmm. and so that one source you had to watch that series is now gone. And sure. that is, is I mean, the only place is if somebody like pirated it, right? And like <laughs> right. has it somewhere, you right. know, something like that. Right. That's the only way you can view some of those now. Mm -hmm. And so now I don't think that's going to be the case with The Mandalorian, right? right? Because right. it's it's a, a well, such a popular thing. It's going to go down in history. You know what I mean? It's going to be around for a long oh, yeah. time. And there'll be some kind of access to it, I'm sure. But... You still kind of have that what if scenario mm. and what if somewhere down mm. the road. And so for me, what's exciting about this more than anything is not necessarily that I need to watch it on a 
physical disc. But for me, being um, a collector of sure. Star Wars books and Star Wars media, um, this excites me because now I can start putting some of these series into my, just like the books, I put the shows, the, mm-hmm. like the movies and stuff, I have them on my bookshelf in chronological order. Right. And so nerd. now, yes, I know, I know, <laughs> what a I nerd. know, we've talked about it, <laughs> but now I get to take the Mandalorian season one and season two and insert them into that. And that yeah. excites me because again, I've not been able to do it. And and I think that they know this is kind of the main thing people are going to want to do because they're also, you know, they're releasing it as a steel book. So uh-huh. it's more of oh, a, it's cool. more of a collectible format, right? right? Right, right, Instead of necessarily for practical use. And so that excites me. It's going to look really cool on your bookshelf, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm all about this. And I think that the fact that we're getting seasons one and two of the Mandalorian I think that means we're going to get the rest of them eventually as yeah, well. Yeah, sure. But I think I think they are going to it's not going to be like your usual like oh you this is going to release in a few months after something releases. Right. I think it's always we're going to see a pretty big uh time gap. Mm-hmm. And again, that's because they really want to encourage you to go watch it on Disney Plus. Mm. Oh right. And, right. Yeah, and, they're never going to do anything to jeopardize their right. platform. And yeah. so, you know, of course, Mando season one and two have been out now for years at this point, sure. right? Yeah. So I think that's why they're like, okay, now we can release these on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So I would expect that we'll get, you know, season three of Mando and and Andor and Kenobi, all these things. I think we will get see them also down the road, but mm-hmm. just going to be a little bit further down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And, and like you said, I think it's just going to be a nice to have those things. And here's the thing, like you, like you just said as well, there's going to be some extras with it too, right? There's going to be some behind the scenes stuff and all that. Yeah. So it'll be very cool um, to, to be able to dive into some of that stuff as well. And not to like, like scrounge around the internet to find it like, Nope, here's, here's the DVD. I got it on there right there. You know, and, and, and you know, it does kind of harken back to some, some of the older days of where we could watch a movie that we loved mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden go to the, the behind the scenes or the deleted scenes or the special stuff, which uh, I'm not saying it's going to have deleted scenes, but you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like harking back to those old days when you could pull out the DVD and go to those things. It'd, yeah. it'd be kind of hey. cool. If it had deleted scenes, that would be one way to get me to like, okay, I'm putting in the disc and I'm going <laughs> right. to, because I mean, yeah, that's kind right. of like a, a, um, a lost thing, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You never see that anymore. Exactly. Especially, especially yeah. when it comes to, in my, like with Star Wars, anything Star Wars, like they never had deleted scenes. And I yeah. think, I think part of it is because what they used to do that and people are still stuck on it. Mm-hmm. For example, like Revenge of the Sith, There's some of the Revenge of the Sith of those, deleted scenes, yeah. like uh, with Shaq T and stuff, like yeah. people are still stuck on that. Yeah. And like can't get <laughs> yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah. And so I think so that that, that might be why is like it gives them more issues than anything. Or even like, uh, hey, like the canon like bloopers. I mean, come on, that'd be kind of fun too. <laughs> hey, though, you Revenge know? of the Sith also had good bloopers. Oh yeah. Phenomenal. Um, I've <laughs> like yeah. watching the, 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 they have one thing um, where it's just, how many times Hayden Christensen fell during <laughs> and it's just like all in one big yeah. thing and he fell like all the time yeah, yeah. it's just funny but. so I mean here's that we, we could get those I mean that would that yeah, would drive yeah. a lot of people to get those DVDs but anyway mm-hmm. so anyway so yeah keep your guys eyes and ears out for that if that's something that interests you as a collector or anything that's so that's going to be coming up so uh, our next news piece is kind of a two-parter for you and this is kind of just in the world of Star Wars video games and as much as bitter vitriol as this is coming out of my mouth uh, Ahsoka 
Gitano is coming to Fortnite. Uh, yeah, so just another degradation of the thing that I love coming to Fortnite, so I appreciate that. Uh, I know Andrew is uh, surely excited about that. Well, so, so I know uh, <laughs> there's nothing you love more than than getting um, sacred Star Wars characters added into yeah, Fortnite. so they can do stupid um, and so you can see them do. Yeah. So you can see them hit the hit the Dougie or whatever hit they the say. Gritty. <laughs> or hit the gritty. That's what it is. Oh, hit the Dougie. What, what, what decade um, are you in right now? <laughs> definitely. My thirty. My my thirties oh, are showing. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so anyway. So you know, it's coming. Uh, it's not anything new, right? It's coming to it already. Uh, an existing slew of Star Wars characters that are already in there. Yeah. I mean, so, this is like one of the the few that are not that in, aren't there. in there. Yeah, yeah. All the big ones, you know, a lot of big uh, ones have already made it. Um, you know, they got vitriol. Kylo Ren, Darth Maul, and. Uh, Anakin, Darth Vader, and Obi Wan, yeah. and uh, Luke, and Han, and Rex, Leia, and Ray, and Rex, and Cody, Cody and yeah, so they got them. they got yeah, them all in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, Ahsoka was actually one of the uh, you know big missing ones mm-hmm. from from that, which so, I'm sure they was waiting for the show to come out. Sure, yeah, no, and they and C Fortnite so. is pretty smart in that in that they always wait for the the big release. Like you know, Obi Wan mm-hmm. didn't come until. Obi Wan Kenobi series, mm-hmm. and then they they had him come out, and so of course it makes sense that Ahsoka's coming. I I think it would be I think it would be cool if they so looking at this this picture I have an image here. It appears to me that it is the Ahsoka from the um, the, uh, the, the the show. The show. So Rosaria yeah. Dawson. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be really cool if they had an alternate skin because sometimes yeah. Fortnite does alternate skins where yeah. it, and they had one from Clone Wars. Like so Clone was, Wars, yeah. yeah, like a teenage. Yeah. that'd be pretty. I cool. think that'd be really cool. I don't think they're doing it, but I think it would be really cool if they did do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I feel uh, I'm conflicted when it comes to Fortnite and 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 this because it used to really bother me to see characters I really like doing stupid <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. Especially like when they did like Superman, like I'm, I'm a huge <laughs> Superman fan and to see that people yeah. like making them do all the stupid stuff. It yeah. just like really got to me. It was just like, all right. Oh, I know. Trust um, me. Um, but well, here's the thing. I, I say that because I, I say that's still the same thing for me because it, it pretty much is. But here's the thing. I can't say too much when even Disney themselves had the stupid dancing routines for all the Star Wars characters at their parks. Do you remember that? And they yeah, got yeah, rid yeah, of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, my gosh, that was so bad. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, yeah, there's still a lot of like great videos out there. That <laughs> watch that. Um, yeah. No, but so but I'm also kind of a hypocrite because. When they did the Superman one, immediately I was like, "Oh, I have to go on Fortnite and get Superman." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and the fact that they put Superman in the game actually got me to start playing Fortnite some because sure. because he was the the rank uh, one hundred. Mm. So you had to play, mm. you had to yeah. level up to hundred to get Superman. And I was like, "There's yeah. like no games where I can play Superman. Sure. I'm doing this." Well, here's the thing. I'm just saying, like, like, listen, I don't like it, but I cannot argue whatsoever that it's a great strategy for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? You know, if, yeah. if, if it already exists and they can somehow magically get every license to every character known to man, apparently, might as well. And most of them. You know, they, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. might as well. I mean, so. Thanos was one of the first ones I remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there. I'm, I doubt that was the uh, like actual first one. First one, but, but I yeah. just remember like for me when it start when I started noticing it was when they had Thanos and I started yeah. seeing all these videos of Thanos doing stupid dances and I was like, okay, and yeah. then yeah. and then from there it's just went crazy and there's you know pretty much anytime there's an MCU new mm-hmm. MCU movie guaranteed you'll get a character 
uh, from it. And again, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, they suck me in. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And then I, do, mm-hmm. and then, and then I don't even like touch it. <laughs> right. I don't know. I have a problem. Yeah. No, I, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know what you mean. And like I said, if you, if you, if you enjoy this stuff, you mean, might as well. So, um, anyways, uh, Braxton's being a lot, a lot more positive on it than he really feels. He actually hates it. And <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be upbeat and nice on our hundredth uh, episode. He's trying to be, uh, he's trying to stay positive, there's, but there's I know inside he's dying. Cause choice he words it. that I have for that. But anyway, we'll move on. So. So, uh, so the second parter for that, uh, in terms of the Star Wars video game world, is that the game Dark Forces is getting remastered. So yeah, this is a this is a, for all of these old Star Wars gamers. You know, this is going to be a great thing. I believe it came out in 1995, um, and so and this was a a, a, a game that had um, Cal Katarin in it, right? Yeah, it's funny. We had, we had just talked about this uh, this game mm-hmm. and like the last couple episodes i don't remember exactly which episode it was mm-hmm. but we talked about this game and uh i don't even remember why we t- well i think we talked about it because of kyle katarn yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah that's what it was and and so yeah they they just announced gamescom is going on right now mm. and they and night dive studios uh which just recently remastered system shock and quake 2 um, announced that their their next project is to remaster dark forces um, which is kind of what they would call like a Doom clone. So it was kind mm. of one of those games that came after Doom and they followed that format. Yeah. But with like a Star Wars, uh, you know, skin to it, so to yeah. speak. Um, but it went on, Dark Forces went on to really carve a path for Star Wars video games. It sure. did a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. It had a sequel, mm-hmm. um, but then there was also uh, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy. Those games mm. came out of that same series with Kyle Katarn. Right. And really just set a lot of stuff for legends in general. Like that, that at that time, what was current canon for books. And, yeah. you know, like there was a lot of books that, that also started featuring characters and stuff that came out of these games. So it was kind of a big deal. And me personally... As, as you uh, said, it came out in 95, right? So I was two years old. So yeah. it was kind of like before my time of video <laughs> right, games. Right, right. So I never played Dark Forces. Yeah. I, my first, Same here. My I... first one was uh, uh, Jedi Outcast. Mm. Um, of course, I then, you know, kind of like read up on on what Dark Forces was and things like of that nature. So I'm not like completely clueless on it, but I've never played it. Sure. And this being a, um, a remaster, which is going to come with 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, widescreen support, and the ability to, to better adjust your controls to fit your preferred style of gameplay, I might I might give it a go. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I never really got the chance to play it when I was younger. Um, and by the time I got old enough to play it, it was old news. You know what I'm saying? So I would have never yeah. really thought to play it. So anyway, but now that it's 4K remaster, it might give me yeah. a good reason to jump in. And you know? for those of you who maybe are could be a little confused on this, it is a remaster, not a remake. Mm-hmm. And so a remaster... Um, you know, it's basically like putting some like some glossy shine on a product that already exists, uh, not a remake. Which you know, in video games, th- those two mean very two very very different things. You have <laughs> right. to make sure you're aware of remakes right. is when they cr- completely recreate the game uh, top to bottom in a whole new, usually like completely updated graphics, etc. Right. Remaster is where they take the existing game and just shine it up a little bit. So this is going to very much so be the old game. Just shining it up a little bit, right? Um, right. So it's still going to be super old and probably not going to, you know, be winning any game of the year awards or anything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But if it's something that maybe you never had your hands on like me, but kind of just curious about that history, it might be something worth jumping into. And I would sure. say, I don't think it tells us here, but my guess is it would, it's not going to be a whole lot. I would, I would assume, I would assume being a remaster of that nature, we're looking at $30 or less. If I was guessing it is. Most oh, likely. and it is coming to Nintendo switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But let's go ahead on to our final news story. And that is the first two stories of Tales of Light and Life have been revealed. So Tales of Light and Life is the anthology High Republic series that's coming out. Uh, This book is actually coming out uh, very soon, September 5th. And so it's just right around the corner. And they have now um, shown the first two stories uh, from the book, which you can find on the official page of the book on Kobo.com. And that is, the first one is The Queen's Bloom by Zoraida Cardova, and A Closed Fist Has No Claws by Tessa Grattan. Both Zoraida Cordova and Tessa Grattan have both written uh, books in this High Republic project, so uh, I'm sure that would be great, but uh, they do feature stories from all periods inside the High Republic, between phases one and three, Um, so there's going to be uh, a, a lot coming out of this book that I'm very excited about. So if you're, if you're interested in getting a sneak peek, you can go to Kobo.com and, and read those now, if you just can't wait to get your hands on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You're going to kind of kind of get uh, some, some uh, more information from phase one. You're going to get uh, some extra stuff from phase two as well. But I think what I'm most excited about are the uh, sneak peeks into phase three. Oh, yeah. Because this will technically be our some of this. Some of these stories are from phase three and uh, we don't actually have any books from phase three yet. Right. That'll be coming in uh, November with uh, George Mann's Eye of Darkness, which yeah. is probably going to be phenomenal because George Mann is an amazing Oh, yeah, author. he's great. Yeah. Um, and so this will kind of be like a sneak peek into phase three. So I'm really excited about that. You know, some, some horrible things happened to one of my favorite characters from the high Republic. Uh, at, <laughs> yeah, at the, at when we last saw, uh, saw them, some bad stuff had went down in phase two mm-hmm. and we've been just left waiting because, yeah, yeah. or sorry, not phase two, phase one. Yeah. And we've been left waiting ever since because phase two was a prequel to phase one. Mm-hmm. So we've been waiting a long time to get, <laughs> right. uh, to find out what right. happens next. And so I'm very excited for this. <clears throat> yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Uh, basically like normal, a lot of your thoughts are, are, are mine as well <laughs> on this. Um, what a shocker. What a shocker. But you know, here's the thing, you know, normally I don't really get into a lot of the, well, I mean, it's not that I don't, I, when it comes to stories like this, where it's like little bits and pieces of different characters' lives and things that enter in, 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 in different timelines, and stuff, you know, I, I, I like them. I think it's cool, but I don't really like get into as much. But I will say, with the High Republic, it's very nice to have it for this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like this storyline, I guess, mm-hmm. or this time era, should I say? I guess that's maybe more appropriate because, again, we don't know anything outside yeah. of what these books have been showing about the storyline or this time era. So, yeah, I mean, getting a book like this that's going to outline different characters and different story pieces and da-da-da-da, it's going to give more life, more kind of meat right. to, the, to the time yeah, era. Yeah, exactly. You know? so. And it's like, you know, with with a, an anthology series like this, it's like, oh, 
I want to spend some more time on this character. It's like maybe it was right. a character in phase one that people really liked, but they just didn't have time to really go super deep into that person because, you know, I mean, these books, if, you've, if mm-hmm. you haven't if you read them, they're just boom, 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 thing after thing after thing, trying to f- jam in all this stuff that happens. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Um, and so because of that, you know, they, they can maybe take their time in these anthologies, be like, oh, I want to focus on this character and tell more right. about them and just and just kind of um, add more life and, and uh, detail to what I, th- I think has been a, an amazing, successful project. Right. Now, I've been pretty vocal that um, Phase 2, I wasn't a huge fan of Phase 2. Mm-hmm. I I still think Phase 2 was maybe a little unnecessary, and I hope mm-hmm. it didn't hurt the overall project because yeah. I... Well, for example, you do, you didn't touch Phase 2, I haven't two, even right? read anything of Phase 2. Uh, yeah. My wife also didn't touch Phase 2, um, who you both have read phase one mm-hmm. and I would say um, there's probably a lot of other people out there that are, you know, following the same. I mean, yeah. just, in, just in our group, three out of four <laughs> yeah. or wait, three, two, two out, out of three. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait a second, where'd the fourth person come from? <laughs> wait a second. Two out of three, you know, didn't, they add didn't. so <laughs> I would say you guys are far from the only ones sure. who, who were like, Oh, I really well, like this story and these characters but I don't really care about going backwards. Well, that's exactly. And then we've already talked about this on numerous different occasions. Anytime basically phase two has come up, it's like, this is a very bizarre decision um, to go, you know, first of all, to start with phase one, to go back in time 250 years, which that's not a bad decision. I think that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. But then it's even, it's a bizarre, oh my gosh, but whoa, (laughs) bizarre decision. Just say Bedar. Bedar decision. Um, To go back to basically 250 years. episode, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's showing signs. It's showing showing signs, signs, folks. Um, You know, very odd to go back 250 years even before that. And so it's like completely unconnected. I mean, it's not unconnected. But you know what I'm saying? But we're not seeing the characters that we finally just now learned about, Mm -hmm. just now got kind of attached to. So it's like kind of like, what's the point? And again, if it was like a couple months in between it as kind of a buffer, okay, whatever. But but now it's been like a, how long now? Like a year or two, basically? <clears throat> yeah, it's been definitely, uh, I think it's been over a year. Um, yeah. I I think, I think looking at the big picture, I think the, the, the idea behind it was they were, they were in their meetings, whatever. And they were like, how mm-hmm. are we going to release these quick enough? Mm, yeah, and I think what happened was that they said somebody was like, "Okay, I have an idea." Of course, I'm just making this up, but right, this right, is right. what I imagine happening. And they're like, "Okay, so we have these main authors here that are writing Phase One. How about we have a different group of authors mm. that go back, and they can tell a prequel to Phase One while <laughs> the Phase One authors are working on Phase Three? Yeah, yeah. and I think because mostly um, a lot of the Phase they, they the phase two has more new authors, where phase one and phase three have a lot of the same authors. Right, right. Well, like their main story is with the more seasoned right. storytellers. They did, they sense. did uh, throw like George Mann in there, but George Mann is just amazing. I mean, I'm not surprised <laughs> right, at all. Right. He's so good. Um, and so they, uh, so I think that's kind of what they were doing. They were trying to to give them time to write more. And, mm-hmm. and so they're like, well, we'll do a phase two and it'll go mm-hmm. in the past. And while I think 
there were interesting things in phase two, just it never truly sold me on the idea that it was worth it. <laughs> right, right. Even after reading, I kept like, well, I'll wait till I get to the end. And I got through all of it and I was like, you know what? I don't think this was worth it. I, th <laughs> there were parts that I liked, yeah. uh, characters I liked, you know, all of that. But in the end, I would have rather have just went straight into the next sure. part of the story. Sure. And, and this could have been, honestly, they could have told it in one book. They could have told the prequel, <laughs> the things they wanted. They could have. They really could have. They could have told what they needed wow. to tell in one book. Wow. I confidently say that. And instead, they padded it out, right, yeah. with all these different releases. Fill the time and give everybody yeah. their turn type and, thing, you know. And again, I understand where they were coming from, why they did it, but I don't think it was necessary, and I hope it doesn't hurt the future, overall future of mm. of this project. But mm. I think yeah. we've said enough on yeah. that. So let's go ahead and jump into our rumors. And uh, we, we got a, a crazy one here just to start off with. <laughs> yeah. This is just yeah. an absolutely crazy rumor here. Um, a rumors of a possible merger between <laughs> Apple and Disney Surface. Dum, dum, dum. So now you might completely just like shut me off as soon as I said that. But before you do, here's the thing. The Hollywood Reporter is the one talking about this. Yeah. And they, I mean... I've not found them to be like, you know, completely crazy with what they report here on rumors. Right. Even we've followed many of the Hollywood reporters rumors and found them to be very true. Um, and so they said that there, there is traction gaining, uh, between such an enormous merger of the 2.8 trillion Apple absorbing the 158 billion Disney. Okay. Mm. So uh, they say, as a wise man once put it, there's always a bigger fish. And that bigger <laughs> fish is Apple, which is kind of crazy to think about. That it is, Apple it is, is bigger than Disney. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, those phones, you know, everybody's got a phone. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Um, and so one insider suggested that while Apple might not be interested in buying Disney as it currently exists, it may be interested in buying a slimmer Disney that uh, Iger has recently indicated that some of Disney's television channels may not be necessary to keep. There's been different things, right? They've talked mm -hmm. about folding in some of these, merging some of these things, cutting out some things. Uh, Bob Iger was basically said, we've got too much stuff going on, but not enough quality, right? Too mm -hmm. much quanti quantity and not enough quality. Right. And, uh, and he's talked about how, you know, the, the, the streaming side of things with Star Wars and MCU may start to slow down and different stuff like mm. that. And so again, so this kind of makes sense. And if, and if he successfully does that, if Iger successfully does it right, um, then Apple apparently would be very interested. Hmm. And so um, I don't know what, how truly like possible this is. And I don't know all the, I don't know what all goes into that. Right. right? Because I mean, that's such a crazy thing. It's such a I huge mean, deal. I yeah. mean, let's, let's put this into more of our terms, what we understand. <laughs> and, and even then we don't even understand it, but Microsoft has been trying to, uh, purchase Activision Blizzard, mm -hmm. and, yeah. which is on a much, much smaller scale than what we're talking about here. But it has been an absolute nightmare for Microsoft <laughs> right. to be able to successfully do this. Well because of everything that goes into it. Right. And then like not even just not even just the uh 
you know, just one part of it, which has been a huge headache for them, has been the litigation charges mm-hmm. uh, from different, I can't remember which court systems and stuff, but basically saying how basically it's like, it's not fair that right. they're acquiring such big things, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and it's going to shut out of it comes, companies. Yeah, and a lot of it comes down to like the, the cloud streaming and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so crazy stuff that has been going on there just to, to be able to, to purchase that. So I can't even imagine the absolute mess it would be for <laughs> right. for Apple to, yeah. to to buy Disney and what yeah. all that would I can't even really fathom what all yeah. would happen with that. Yeah, I have a lot of different thoughts on that and I'm probably going to keep most of them to myself. But uh, <laughs> not not so, not to shut anybody out here, but but I will just say there are anti-monopoly laws for a reason and <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that part at least, but um it is kind of scary on that to, to 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 think that that might go through. So so I mean, you don't want your own Yoda branded iPhone. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> but any, what what I'm going to say though is actually kind of harkening back to one of our our news points, right? Is that you know Mando seasons one two being released on Blu-ray? Well, we was talking about how you know what if something happens where Disney Plus goes down? Well, hey, this is a perfect instance where. They're trying to slim things down and stuff. And they're well, here's the thing. Also, Apple has Apple TV. So they might want to try to move stuff over to right. another streaming so site. You, so what yeah. if it, either A, and this is like if there is any change, is this is the more likely change, is that you know it's unavailable for a certain period of time. Not that it's completely going away. But what if something happens where they try to merger and and I mean I couldn't imagine this being the case, but they're switching over to Apple TV and something happens where, you know, uh Mando doesn't make it over for some reason. I mean Or there's like some weird rights that don't exactly. transfer over. So exactly. then it's like gone. For a little while. Uh, and it's, it's and like, we've seen things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know, hearkening back to our first news point, that's kind of a good reason to get those too if you yeah. if you want to. Um but yeah, I mean there's just a lot of reasons why I don't know that this is the greatest thing ever and again this is not uh, a, a a done deal but uh but it is no just it's not a stuff, done right done deal by any means it's just it's a rumor but still more just rumor but that it does seem like something that apple has has been thinking about and rightfully so right i mean who mm-hmm. wouldn't i mean who wouldn't want disney in their uh you know in their pocket yeah and if you got the money which obviously apple does um yeah. it is it's an interesting thing to consider and what that would mean uh for the industry as a whole, would it, in my opinion, probably would not be a good thing. It would no, probably not yeah. be a good thing at all. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, as as the we know, Bob Iger, I think his contract now runs until the end of twenty twenty six. You know, I could see, I could see him maybe uh, sticking around, uh, or, or the staying. Apple not buying it until he leaves, maybe mm. something like that. So they that. can really cut the he fat may, if they wanted to. Type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he may even like help out with it, help out with everything, and then when it goes through, he's gone. Or I don't know. We'll see. Maybe nothing happens at all. Yeah, who knows? But, or maybe that, that's when they're going to do it because his contract's coming up, and then yeah. um, they're going to work out some new deal with Apple. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? I mean, it's who hard to say. Knows. All right, so moving on, our second rumor is about a show that is uh, coming up, you know, uh, in the next you know year or so, depending on uh, when it comes out. Anyway, it's Skeleton Crew. We've talked about this on multiple different occasions, and uh, we kind of like speculated when is it going to come out, and when is it going to be in the timeline, and all this different stuff. But this rumor uh, indicates that Skeleton Crew was not listed in Disney's upcoming streaming schedule. 
So very interesting, right? Because we, from what our previous discussions had, you know, uh, resulted in, was that we're going to get Ahsoka, and uh, then that's going to end, you know, uh, mid to, or, I mean, not mid, but like late. Uh, 2023, right? And our thought was the kind of the next thing was going to be uh, Skeleton Crew probably right. sometime in early to mid um, 2024 as, as it goes with the timeline. So um, that was our thoughts, but now it's saying that, you know, there, it's not on the upcoming streaming schedule. So, yeah. So what, um, what the rumors have been with, and I don't think we've ever gotten anything solid, but what a lot of rumors have been with, with, skeleton crew is that there was a chance this would be a holiday 2023 release mm-hmm. so you know late november december release because we have seen a lot of shows kind of release at that time mm-hmm. um however you know with us we're, we are getting ahsoka in late summer uh which is um i can't remember when we got when did we get um Mando season three. When was that? Uh, <laughs> it was like March or something. Like was it? It was, was like it? it was twenty twenty. Or when was Andor? Uh, hold on. Yeah, I can't even remember. Um, which one came first? <laughs> I can't even remember. So, so Mando season Andor, three right? was March first, twenty twenty three. Okay, okay yeah. and so then... Andor was before before that, right? I think we'll see. It's all running together in my yeah. head. September twenty first, two thousand twenty two. So wow, yes. it was that long ago yeah, already. It, that, it's almost been a month since Andor, or I mean, a year since Andor. Yeah, that is crazy. This, that is, what, this is, is what Google's telling me, me, but that man. just seems absolutely insane. It does seem insane, doesn't it? That's blowing my mind. Wow. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> okay, so all right, so Ahsoka has kind of fit into that slot where Andor was. Yeah. So that makes sense. So therefore, that kind of implies to me that we would see Ahsoka kind of in that spot where Mando season three came or not. Sorry. I didn't, I said Ahsoka. I meant, um, skeleton, skeleton crew. crew. Oh, yeah. I would, I would imagine skeleton crew kind of comes in, in that spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I would say so. Yeah. Um, so this, so th- what, what this is saying is like, they've, they've laid out the list here for the rest of Disney plus releases for the year. And, um, skeleton crew isn't on it. And so that does not necessarily surprise me. I think that with the way things have been lately and some things already getting pushed back, mm-hmm. um, you know, Loki season two was already delayed um, further back. And so that kind of leaves even less room for Skeleton Crew to try to release this year. So I think probably having it early in 2024 makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I think that just adds up. As much as I would love to already have another thing in, in you know, November, December. Right. But I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Um, I think my biggest question is, is we also have the Acolyte, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think the Acolyte is going to be the next, like, August, September-ish release? Well, if all things remain the same, I would, I would be more towards yes but with the whole um um writer strike thing i don't know you know what i'm saying and and that's when you say like you know yeah. even even with um skeleton crew you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm sure that's providing some sort of delay for that as well which they may have already been through writing yeah that and point. that that is you know something you have to consider but i 
from my understanding, the Acolyte and and uh, Skeleton Crew are both finished. Okay. Well, but here's so, the thing, though, too. I, know that I, I don't know the full extent of this, but there are some things where um, even... It doesn't matter if it's written or not written. Like, some of them, like, they'll... If it has overlapped even a little bit, um, they can't release it until the strike is resolved. Interesting. So I'm not sure... Well, and this is well, you know, I know potentially months, if not a year or so from now, so who knows, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of stuff up in the air with the industry right now. Right. Um, but I do know that... I'm pretty sure those were the series that were mostly completed. Of course, sometimes mm. there is, like, reshoots, and mm. I know they can't, they can't do the reshoots because if it requires any kind of writing, so... Um, but you know, I know for a fact Andor has been halted, mm-hmm. season two of Andor. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't think we know of anything else in production other than a Bad Batch season three, which yeah. also I believe had to be stopped. Oh, drats! So, that's just a shame, isn't it? That's uh, too bad. Man, I too can't bad. wait for Bad Batch season three. <laughs> Yeah, as you can tell, our heavy-handed uh, sarcasm there. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, who knows? I can't wait man? for that like one good episode in season three of Bad Batch. <laughs> that one, like, oh, that was not too bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly because uh, they pulled in characters that are not the Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that one episode that didn't have the Bad Batch in it, man, that was a great episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, kind of all that's up in the air at this point. So so honestly, yeah. it, we're just gonna have to see how that resolves. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to our final rumor, um, Obi Wan Kenobi gets a promising season two update from the series director. Mm. Now you might say, well, this isn't really a rumor. Well, I mean, it's kind of just like, it's not really news though either. It's it's just uh, you know she's just kind of throwing some stuff out there. So that's why I went ahead and put this in rumors, but. Uh, Deborah Chow was speaking to the Hollywood Reporter, and this is what she had to say. She said, "You're always going. You always think you're going to end a series like this in some magnificent way, but instead you end up in a parking lot with second unit and hardly anybody there. It's always so anticlimactic. But as Ewan and I finished our very last shot on second unit, and I was literally taking off my headphones, he was already pitching me ideas for season two. There's another ten years with plenty of stories, and I don't think it's off the board." It is a never-say-never situation, but we really did conceive this to be a limited series. So, you know, this is something we talked about a billion times, um, that, as we know, yeah, there, there is plenty of room to tell stories, but mm-hmm. do the stories need to be told? <laughs> and, right. you know, there is a... I think right now... Obi-Wan Kenobi is kind of a sensitive subject. Right. Um, There are people that really love it. There are some that really hate it. Um, And then I think there's people like you and me that have very mixed emotions about it. Like, we really want to like it because of the person, but the content was like, We really want to love it, but there's things about it that just, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I still struggle. I don't, I honestly, even to this day, I'm not sure where I land with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know. As a series. Same here. Um, And I think over time, we'll probably decide and be kind of more like solidified in in what, how we feel about it. But right now I'm still like from day to day, I feel differently about it. And (laughs) I see certain parts of it again. Like I've, I've went back and watched pivotal scenes 
Um, I've actually have not just went back and watched the whole thing, which mm, I would like to do here. sometime just to, to. Oh, hey, we talked about this like a couple weeks ago. We still need well, to watch I, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cut uh, that guy made that, that made it into a movie. Made it into a movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and but I've went back and watched pivotal, pivotal scenes and I'm like, man, some of this is really good, mm-hmm. you know, but then other parts I'm like, why, why, why would they do that? Like, <laughs> right. what was the, what was their thought? What was the thought this? here? Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, I, but you know, me as an Obi-Wan Kenobi lover, um, <laughs> especially the, the Ewan McGregor, uh, Hey, I'm a proud Obi-Wan Kenobi lover. <laughs> I just, uh, the way you said that. I, I'll, I will say it as loud and proud. <laughs> Watch out, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, you know, Ewan McGregor is the best version of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. and so seeing him back, back in the saddle, so to speak was amazing. And I just think there is a lot of opportunity to use him more. Now we've talked about how, maybe the best route is to use him more, but in other scenarios Mm -hmm. more so than to make another Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, TV series, Mm -hmm. because somehow you have to, if you make a season two, you somehow have to up the ante, right? Mm -hmm. Make it even more like, Oh, I got to watch this than the first season. How do you do that when you already confronted Vader? Uh, Exactly. Exactly. And I think you can't. And the only thing they could do, right. Is, Oh, he confronts Vader again, and that would not be. It wouldn't good. even make sense. That would yeah. not be good. That would not make sense. That would. Be, it would undermine ex- all the things that had have already happened in season right. one. It would be. It would saying, not but... be good. Um, and so I think, you know, that's why I think he'd almost be better as as uh, like a recurring character in something else. You know, mm-hmm. as I've said before, there is room for him to be in Andor season two. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. On a much well, more they, limited role, right, but right, yeah. Right. right. Oh, yeah. It'd have to be very limited. But again, it's an opportunity to see Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi again. It, it is possible. Do I think they're going to do it? Mm, not really. But it is po- opportunity. Here's another thing: the Ahsoka series we're watching. Sure. All they got to do is a flashback that yeah. has Anakin Hayden, as Hayden Christensen and yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi as Ewan they McGregor. Could do that. And yeah. Rex. Just think, they could do a little th- scene that has like the basically Clone Wars. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they would do for Young Ahsoka, but again, there's op- there's ways they can do it. And so I think that um, you know something like that, in my eyes, is maybe the better option for Ewan McGregor returning as Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Than having a season two of Obi Wan Kenobi, and obviously it's not off the table that we couldn't get Force Ghost either. You know, especially like in Ahsoka, right? Also so. very true. Also very true. Yeah. What's to say we? I mean, honestly, the sequel trilogy should have done it. Instead of just having <laughs> right. them whisper stuff every once right. in a while, they should have just. Why on they earth did they not? Them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, uh, it, that's still a disappointment, but, um, but yeah, there's so there is opportunities, mm. and and that and here's the thing. That's actually, I'm glad you said that because that just really kind of like you. made something go and go here. Because who who always talked to Ray during the entire sequel trilogy? It was Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi was the one that that spoke to her. Why right. is that? We don't. We still don't know. Right. We still don't right. really actually know why it was. Um, we have no story to tell us why Obi Wan Kenobi was the one that was speaking to her. Mm-hmm. But. There's going to be another Ray movie. Why not have Obi Wan Kenobi yeah, as a Force ghost? Exactly. That's because point. he's already talked to her. Right. And also, you, Luke Skywalker can be a Force ghost too. Let's just yeah, bring not? them all in. Yeah. Bring Yoda too while you're at it. Why not? Bring, bring Yoda and Hayden bring Christensen. All of them. Just bring all the Force ghosts. Just pile them all in together. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's like 54 Scouts just standing there. Well, it's listen, like, all right. Again, the sequel trilogy failed us when they didn't, <laughs> right. when they had all the voices, but they didn't just show them. Precisely. Come on. <laughs> that was a perfect opportunity to do oh. something really well, cool and have, have them all standing there. Have you seen there, that edit like, that people's have, made? Yeah, yeah, and it has yeah, all yeah. the four Scouts and they're like holding their like, yes. all, like hands on their shoulder type Think thing. How cool oh, would have been? It would have been so awesome. It would have yeah. been so cool. That was so good. And yeah, anyways. Anyways, we still got a lot to talk about. Let's move on. I'm getting upset. <laughs> but let's go ahead and move on we're going to move on to our uh upcoming releases yes and we do have uh some releases here for you coming up we do have um on the 29th so this tuesday from a certain point of view return of the jedi this is the anthology novel that tells a bunch of different stories during the return of the jedi movie Celebrating the 40th anniversary, uh, I'm very excited for this book. I loved the 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 first two, for A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So very excited about this. Um, really, really looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be really good. Um, and then in comics we have um, Hyperspace Stories, uh, Episode Eight, and Bounty Hunters issue number 37, and the Mandal- Mandalorian season two issue number three. And then also we have coming on that Tuesday night of the 29th, we will have the third episode of Ahsoka, oh, yeah. which is going to be right around the corner. So, oh, yeah. uh, so be excited about that. Of course you can join us here, um, on or well, if you're a Patreon producer, you can listen to it probably that Thursday night. If you're not, you can listen to it on Saturdays at two o'clock. Uh, but you can hear our review and thoughts on episode three of Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. So now that we got through all of that stuff, we are going to go ahead into some of our main topics. And so one of the first things that we do want to talk about, um, again, although this is our 100th episode and we're doing the kind of the state of Star Wars and the future of Star Wars and all that stuff, um, we can't help but also to talk about the Ahsoka series because between uh, last episode and this episode, the first two episodes dropped. And uh, I know, you know, Drew and I have watched it. I know a lot of you have watched it as well, and there's a lot to talk about. Um so, of course, we're going to go into the first two episodes and discuss it and go over our thoughts and opinions on it. And uh, But we've also asked each and every one of you uh, what you thought of it. And so we have three comments uh, discussing uh, what their thoughts are on Ahsoka. So let's go through those real quick. So Alex Mason starts off with, love these episodes. And I can't wait for next week already. Alex, I think you speak for all of us. Um, Corey Allen Y says, I love both episodes. I was so hyped for the show, and so far it has not disappointed me. Again, Corey, uh, I'm, I'm on the same page as you, man. And last but not least, Brandon Dukes, which we're mm. glad to hear from Brandon. Brandon Dukes back from back. the dead. <laughs> he has, he's like the you. Undertaker. Dong, dong, dong. And he's like raising. <laughs> it was just a while back, we're like, Where's Brandon Dukes? I like, heard from Brandon for a while. Have seen him on anything? It's like, did he just like decide we were chopped liver, or you know, I don't know. He had more important things to do. Good to, more good important to see, things to do. Good to see that he uh, knows we still exist. Exactly. So. so Brandon comes in and says, "I mean, we saw a lot of what we got in the trailers, and I'm still stoked." And that's something I will probably talk about in just a second, Brandon. Uh, but definitely can't wait for the rest of the of the series. Seems like so far they got it right. Chopper willing to crash a ship into the city. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely... Shoppers MVP. <laughs> exactly. I completely agree. 
So overall, like I said, from the three comments that we did receive, uh, all very good things. And honestly, I can say um, I'll have to echo that from myself. I also thought that the first two episodes of of the season um, were were pretty great. Um, we're probably not going to go through like all of the uh, events of the first two episodes because it's not technically our main topic. Um, but I figure we can hit. You know, if you want to hit some highlights, we can. But just mostly talk about our thoughts. You know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I do have at least a couple things I'd like to talk about. But, yeah, yeah, um, me too. Because here's the thing. We have not talked about this right. at all. Exactly. I have no idea if you like this show or not. <laughs> and you have no idea if I like this That's show true. or not. That's true. Yeah, so. we, we have saved that uh, that, that those thoughts until, until today. Yeah, so. we have saved it for this discussion. Right, so. right. So just kind of starting off with me, right? Um, overall, I, I really did like the show. I, I, I mean, the first two episodes, should I say. Um, I think that it sets a tone for the rest of the series um that I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot um so you know just within the first episode we see some very interesting style choices and some very interesting like kind of like style discrepancies which i'm going to talk about in just a second um first of all the big hitter right is we got a a, a crawl a Star Wars yeah, crawl, which is a did. very interesting yeah. thing. But there's like very, it was a different style, it was right? Different style. It was different in red, than ye- red yeah. than yellow. And then also, it like, it like was kind f- of no, it wasn't a lot of music. It was just kind of like quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, was there quiet. was some music, but you there know what was, there was, Yeah, it was like formatted differently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were differences, but still mm-hmm. a crawl. Right. Definitely paying homage to. Um, to the old crawl, mm-hmm. but not trying, but to not be, trying to be the same thing, yeah. right? Trying to differentiate itself. Uh-huh. But here's the thing, and this is, I, I guess, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit here. But one thing that I really noticed for these from these first two episodes is that, um, although it is still a show, they really heavily tried to play into the more of the cinematic side of things, right? Um, they try to treat it more of like a, a a movie broken up into parts type thing rather than a TV show, um, which, you know, I, I like that, of course. And like, again, them using the crawl, paying homage to the old movies or old movies, but you know what I'm saying? Um, paying homage to the movies. Uh, I, I think it's just kind of like that. It's a, it's a TV show, but we're trying to get it to be more cinematic, more uh, like like a movie. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, what was very interesting to me as well, of course, as we see for the first good portion of the first episode, um, as we see, it's, it's just Ahsoka at first, right? It's just her doing her stuff. And what I really, really liked about this was um, it was very, the style was very old film style and i don't know if you noticed this uh but it was what like when you go back in time to like the the 60s the 70s and and to some degree even like the 80s like those old movies had a very specific style of how the shots were laid out and also one thing you notice a lot in those older movies is how the scenes were more drawn out and there was less talking you know there was more Mm -hmm. of just like you're seeing what's happening type thing and that was very much what we saw, especially at least in the first part of the first episode where we just see Ahsoka exploring that temple and stuff. Sure. And it was very old style. I just got that, that, that vibe of like, it's like a sixties, seventies type film. But another big thing is I noticed a lot of heavy, uh, I I was gonna say heavy handed, that kind of has negative connotation, but I don't mean it in a bad way, but very heavy. Um, um, uh, what I'm trying to say, very heavy, um, style shots of, uh, Kurosawa, uh, so Akira Kurosawa, which he made a lot of those old school like samurai films. And as we mm-hmm. know, um, 
George Lucas was inspired by the Kurosawa films to create Star Wars. And so if you watch any of those, like Seven Samurai and, and different ones, yeah. um, this, like I said, again, when it's just like the first part of that first episode with Ahsoka, it is like, dude, the the framing choices like they use with the camera and how they frame the scenes and stuff, it looks just like a Kurosawa film. And I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. because it felt very much like like whenever so Ahsoka, she finally gets the, the map orb thing, right? And I guess I should say we're going to ha- probably have a little bit of spoilers throughout this. I think that's kind of expected from by yeah, now. But. Yeah, yeah. We're going to we're gonna go ahead and, and just for you all, to, full spoilers if yeah, we want. Yeah. So. Which that's not, a, I mean, it happens like in the first like 10 minutes. So I mean, it's not like some crazy thing, right? Anyway, so she, once she gets that though, she comes back up to the surface and then um, you just see like that assassin HK droid yeah. like standing there. And that, that how they framed that was exactly like something you see in seven samurai where he's like sitting there with his sword and like his spear and just sitting there and it's the enemy like just looks so good Well, and it's funny you say that i don't remember i don't remember where i heard him say it It may have been at a celebration but feloni has mentioned before how how uh you know, old Westerns inspired the Mandalorian Mm. and it was old samurai films that inspired Ahsoka. That's awesome. So So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 So it's, um, it's very intentional. Um, and, and that that's kind of where the inspiration is for this series is coming from is kind of those old samurai movies. He hits nail on the head Um, for sure. And so, um, yeah, so it's cool that you point that out. Um, but go ahead. I just wanted to throw that. Yeah. Well, and like I said, that's, um, um, that's not, uh, like, I didn't even know he said that. So that's like, I said, yeah. that's, that's cool that, that, that was noticed anyway. Um, so, uh, unfortunately I like wrote something down and I never finished this. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying there, so I'll just move on, I guess. Um, anyway, so, so later on we get to, uh, where we see Sabine, right? Yeah. And, um, but what's interesting and I'm, I'm going to say this is intentional because I mean, come on, it's Dave Filoni, you know, he, 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 this is his baby it's this project i'm gonna say this is intentional but whenever we get to sabine all of a sudden the tone is completely different the way the scenes are written the way the shots are framed it's very childish it's it's immature mm-hmm. now i'm not necessarily saying that in a bad way but it i guess when you go from that it's like a stark difference between ahsoka and sabine right and and all of a sudden it becomes way more childish and like immature and like the music is more kind of like silly and jaunty oh we get like uh we get like a rock. Uh, yeah, exactly. A and rock at, song. At first I was like, this is dumb. I don't like this. And I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. I I really feel like they intentionally did this on purpose to illustrate the differences between Ahsoka sure. and Sabine or where Sabine is yeah. in that moment. And here's the thing I will say just real quick is that I, I was kind of confirmed, at least for me, that that was true when later on one of the big themes that Ahsoka is talking about is how Sabine's immature. Sabine is not mm-hmm. ready to do this yet. She's she's da 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 da. So I'm like, oh okay, well, it's, I feel like yeah, they are. And I think the title of the episode even kind of reflects that same. Oh, what was that? Idea, I don't even remember. Master and apprentice. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like you know the master, and then yeah, the, you know, and then the apprentice. So it's kind of like the back and forth mm-hmm. of that. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think that I felt the same way about the rock song when it first started. Uh, I was like, wait, what? And then, but then when the when the the vocals came in on it, and it mm-hmm. was just like some alien singing like a language, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, no, I no, never mind. I'm all in. I yeah, think yeah. This is great. 
Um, yeah, so I I really enjoyed the the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked them. Um, I agree with everything that you have said so far. Naturally, I mean, Naturally. very very <laughs> rarely do we disagree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that here's how kind of what I gathered from what we saw here. The first two episodes, it, first of all, I'm glad that they they um, premiered them at the same time because mm, I agree. think I agree. I think if they had split them up and you had to wait two weeks to have have watched both of those, I think people would have been like, "Wow, this is too slow." Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. now I don't think it was too slow. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like that they took their time. I like that it the first episode was like fifty something minutes, and yeah. the second one was forty something. Yeah, I was happy about that. Me too. I I loved that they took their time with things, and you know, like you were saying, like really kind of like like staying on a frame for a while, right? And like mm. just not like it's not boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, but they took <laughs> yeah, their time. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, and I think it was better for it. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that uh, this was absolutely kind of like prepping the stage. That yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna earmark that. I'm gonna give it back to you about. I'm gonna earmark that because that's something I was about to say. But yes. Well, no, go ahead. You're fine. Well, so okay, so then I was just gonna say yes. I felt like this is well, and, and that's why I said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon hit hit on something I was gonna say, and he said that this is not really anything we didn't see from the trailers, and I'm. That's exactly what I was going to say in my in this mm-hmm. uh, comment is that um, th- that's correct. Almost everything. Not only did we already know everything that was going to happen in this episode from the trailers, we even know a little bit more. A little bit more as well. But yeah, I think really this first two episodes were the introduction and the setting of the foundation. Of the foundation right. Yeah. Here's the characters. Here's where they're at. And but also doing it in an entertaining way. Right. Because we've talked about this in previous shows. They've done that where it was like, oh, it felt like they wasted the first couple episodes because we were like being reintroduced to these characters. But I feel like Ahsoka has done it pretty well where we're being mm-hmm. introduced, yeah. but they've also done it in an entertaining way. And they've also yeah. added just enough story to push it as well. Yeah, so for I sure. think they did a good for job sure. with that. Yeah, I agree. Um how many episodes is this? Do you know? Do you know how many episodes Ahsoka is? Can you look that up real quick? I'll look that up. Um, while you're doing that, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's it's absolutely set up right. They're, they they've set the stage now, and they have shown pretty much everything. Other than a, there's a little bit left we've seen in the trailers that they have not shown yet. Mm-hmm. But I think we're most likely going to see all of that in next this episode. next episode. Yeah, it's going to be eight episodes in total. Eight episodes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, for me. That is incredibly exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because I love that. I love knowing that we pretty much already have seen everything that, from the trailers. Exactly. And that everything else is completely uh, like you don't have any idea. Fresh and new. Yeah. And and then this kind of brings me to my next thing about this series that has me really excited, and that's that this. You know, we have the the familiar here, right? Mm-hmm. We have the familiar with, and then, honestly, this kind of almost leads into our, into our <laughs> kind of where we're what we're going to be talking about with our other topic, right? The future of Star Wars, but we have our familiar things here that ground us to Star Wars and what we know and what we love. Um, Ahsoka being the main thing that you know, and essentially, Ahsoka is kind of now they've kind of made it to where Ahsoka is like the 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 pivotal. 
character within Star Wars mm-hmm. at this, at least now, right? right? Like right. it used to be Skywalker's, but now that chapter is kind of closed, and now I think they're kind of setting it up for Ahsoka to be sure the new, the new pivotal sure. character. Yeah, and and part of that's because and why that works to some degree is we've already had her like in our lives for so long, right? And like we've seen her as a as a young child and grow and 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 go through all these things. Um, all these different eras already, right? And we've seen right. it, seen it all, and and so she's kind of that perfect character to lead us into new things, and and so we have that, and we have of course the the rest of like the rebels crew, and I think we're gonna see more of them. Oh yeah. Um, well, they already hinted at. Um, oh my gosh. Zeb. Zeb. Yeah. Well, yeah, not just he hinted, in, right? We saw him. In, he, we in saw him in Mando season three. So obviously, I mean. I would be so shocked if we if he doesn't show up in this. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Um, yeah. But so I think you know we're gonna see that crew. Of course, we've already seen most of the crew. Mm-hmm. And um, but what is really exciting to me is based off what I what what we've seen out of this these two first two episodes is that they're about to go to a completely yeah. new galaxy. Yeah. Within yeah. Star Wars, that's crazy. Which that's crazy. Is crazy and why i say that is because i think we're about to go into completely new uncharted territory yeah like we've never seen before in star wars i mean that's what we've been setting up for for a long time now like the outer worlds and Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah Yeah. there's a lot of unknown regions all that stuff right they've been setting these things up slowly um but we're i think we're about to to really like go wild here with and to, to a degree that like i don't think most people are expecting right well so what's funny is that if i'm not mistaken future star wars number one mm-hmm. which was episode number one mm-hmm. we talked about this yeah uh, i just remember this is we, we talked did. about you know the future of star wars and potentially you know sometime in the future they're going to try to go to you know different galaxies and different stuff like that and i remember saying what the only way that could possibly pull that off is if there was strong undercurrents of of familiarity that pulled us in, right? And that was and and that was kind of the big question: is like, how what makes Star Wars Star Wars? That was the big right? question. And we like, had, yeah, how do you how do you go into something new, something fresh, and people still go, oh, this is Star Wars, You're right? Um, and we were you know talked about that and what what are the big identifiers there and and what creates those feelings and all that stuff, yeah. Um. But I think, you know, having Ahsoka be our gateway into something new, I mm-hmm. think, could really work well. Yeah. And like I said, that she would be that that undercurrent of familiarity, right? Not, yeah. and like I said, and, and luckily at this point, we would have multiple points. We would have Ahsoka, which is which is the main thing, right? Um, we've had her in, in, in shows... We've had her in cartoons. We have her all this different stuff connected yeah. to the main, big main character and stuff. So that's it. And then we also are going to have Sabine. We're going to have, um, uh, you know, Chopper and Hera. And, um, you know, we're going to have a lot of those things. And then also then we're going to be getting flashbacks to Anakin. So it's like there's going to be a lot of different things that that's going to serve as that undercurrent of familiarity that's going to kind of tether us to yeah i mean we know we we're gonna know. we know we're getting anakin yeah we point, know that right? yeah he's in the imdb uh, um, listed but we also even have the latest trailer yeah has and, him. And, 
so I can't wait to see how that's incorporated. Oh, Whether yeah. it yeah, yeah. is it flashback, is it Force Ghost? Um, I personally, I hope, hope it's, it's both. I hope it's both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope it's both. Um, if, yeah. I, if, I, if I have to choose, I want it to be Force Ghost. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in a time that she really needs needs someone, guidance, yeah. you know, some kind of guidance or something. Thrawn's back. Everything's um, going wrong. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so you know, they're. They're talking about Thrawn coming, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that I've been predicting for a long time now is coming true. Yeah. Uh, I told you all. <laughs> told you. Talking about like the heir to the empire, all that stuff. It's happening, yeah. okay? This is what they're setting up. They're setting it up that uh, that Thrawn is coming back for another war. And it's going to be up to all these people in the Disney Plus series to, to you know, come together <laughs> right. and, and fight this war. Right. We're not there yet, right? We're But this is where... This is the, the beginnings of it. This is the beginnings yeah. of it. This is where things are headed. And so, from what we see in, in the episode, the two episodes, to me... Now, you tell me if you think I'm wrong here. But to me, it seems like Thrawn's not going to return just yet they're going to go to thrawn right yeah i i i do agree with that and i think again what the initial assumption was when we see the trailers is we got all this information that we basically saw in episode one and two and then all of a sudden in the trailers we have thrawn back and he's in the bridge of the ship and he's talking to what's her name you know the uh the uh x uh, which, you know, um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was a pretty interesting I little I know thing. Who you're talking about, I don't remember what her name is. Oh uh, yeah. She was a, uh, Dothamirian, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's which pretty cool. Pretty right. Cool. Another, yeah. another cool callback to, yeah. to other things in star Wars. Yeah. That was very cool. Um, so you can see the little green flame, which I had talked about in <laughs> yeah. the, when we were looking when we watched the trailer, but anyway. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Um, so anyway, but my point is, is that, um, when watching the trailer, you think, you know, consequently that it's kind of like boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uh, what we see in the first two episodes, and also we have um, um, uh, Thrawn back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would I would would not be surprised at all that all of a sudden in between episode one, episode yeah. two, and then getting Thrawn, basically yeah. the whole rest of the series is probably them going to this new galaxy and yeah. and seeing things and finally getting I'm gonna go ahead and apologize if my dogs bark because <laughs> someone's about to come in our door and my dogs may start barking. Hey, this so is our hundredth episode. I we gotta be wanna, more professional. I just trying to like make people aware. So not even that <laughs> she's she's about to do it. She's about to do it. Even well I think it. they already saw who it was so oh, they're okay. 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 So uh anyway, yeah. yeah so I I I think that we would be very uh it would be very likely that mm we would get thrown more towards the end because that would, that would fall in line with what we've been saying, right? That this series, uh, this show, whatever is more about setting the foundations to the war rather than saying like, Oh, here it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. So another, another thing I wanted to ask you is what were your thoughts on Balin and Shin? Shin? Uh, Shin. Shin? Yeah. Shin, 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 Shin? I think uh, it's Shin, wasn't it? Shin from, uh, Shin? uh, um, from, <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I was actually I was a little hesitant surrounding you know Balin and and Shin or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was like I just don't know what to expect from this. And again, mm-hmm. we we only got two episodes. Um, but I have to admit I'm I'm liking them thus far. Um, their introduction was pretty cool. It's um, pretty cool. A lot of callbacks to like a New Hope. Um, y- yes. Darth yes. Vader in a New Hope type yes. feelings with like. But like the New Republic version of it, right? <laughs> right, and right, right? I feel like they had a lot of stuff like that to well, kind of 
and Rogue One, even hallway yeah. Rogue One stuff. So they have they did confirm one thing that we've been uh, questioning as to like who they were and stuff. And uh, so so mm-hmm. Balon was a Jedi. And yeah, so, he and Jedi. he scattered after right. Order sixty six. Now we didn't get a definitive answer, but it sounds like Shin was not. And it he, it definitely seems like Shin had has been a part of, um, has become an apprentice to him, right? But what is he? Right. What is his teachings? That's what exactly. I'm. That's what I'm still not sure about. They said he were, they weren't Jedi, right? Obviously, he, right. Um, but I don't think they're Sith. Well, so again, and this is another thing we've said, right? It's it's their their lightsabers were not fully red. It was more of like a dark orange type thing, an orange. Right. And so I think it's more of like kind of kind of like a more gray Jedi, but type like, but it's like more on the evil side. Yeah. So we'll use the force how we want to use it. We're not subscribing to any ideology. We're saying like we're mercenaries. We're gonna do it how we want. Yeah, it's real interesting. And I and and I noticed Shin even has a a uh, Padawan braid. Yeah, I see. yeah, exactly. So exactly. like, yeah. they're following a lot of Jedi teachings. It seems mm-hmm. like, but at the same time, of course, not, not the moralistic, not the moralistic side. part. Yeah. And 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 it's interesting. Even I think it's at the end of the second episode that Balin's like, he said, uh, maybe not the very end, but towards the end, he he was like, oh, well, that's it's going to be a shame to that, that I have to kill her or that I have to. There's so few of us left. So few Talking of us about Ahsoka. Left. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because he's kind of being yeah. like sympathetic. Yeah. And, and it's and like, see, and that's why I think like, it, it's like he, he loved probably being a Jedi, mm-hmm. but he, as you know, order 66 and all that stuff has forced him to be more pragmatic and ultimately even more kind of like on the evil side. Cause like, I'm going to do whatever I want to or what I have to to get what I want yeah. type thing. Anyways, I find I found him to be just fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Ray Stevenson, who yeah. unfortunately has it, passed. Right. But wow. I mean, he's just phenomenal in this. Yeah, it I is, really enjoyed it, is, it. I'm so upset that he is he is gone. Which makes um, it even worse. You know, I mean, obviously it's a tragedy no matter what, but it well, makes right. it even worse because, you know, you're like, man, it's like, I really like his character. Really like his character to see yeah, where it's yeah. going to go. And unfortunately. Yeah. Which, you know. You know I mean, I guess he may not even make it out of this season. I mean, we possibly don't know not. That, he could right? be. He could be. You know, but uh, taken out in if, the other galaxies. Right. You know? But if he were, if he was supposed to end up being like a pivotal character moving forward, it really is going to be a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's just doing fantastic. I'm. I'm like. I'm already a fan of him. And this. This <laughs> yeah. is like. I want more of this guy. Yeah, like, I want more of this character. A, it's not just a a, a a cut and dry cheesy. Exactly. Villain, I think right? that's what it is. Yeah. He he has layers to him. Exactly. And, and there's a lot of history we don't know yet. And mm-hmm. there's motivations we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And and so. Yeah. His his apprentice seems more more cut and dry. More mm-hmm. just like I like doing bad stuff. Yeah. I'm evil. He seems more that kind of character. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I I'm super interested to see his motivations and things. Yeah. And I assume we're going to kind of go into that more. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I could almost see him even end up maybe sacrificing himself. I could end up seeing him yeah end up maybe <laughs> yeah. turning like back towards Je- Jedi. Um, just maybe he's one of those characters probably can't be redeemed necessarily, mm-hmm. but maybe start to see the wrongs of yeah. like what Thrawn's doing and so to speak. Yeah, but, we'll see. But, but that can get a little. But then again, too, you know? what are? But there are motivations there because he tells he tells um, that you know they're in it for power, power like you've never never seen before, seen something. before yeah. or something. And so, like, what is that? What is the? Yeah. What's the promise there that he's getting? You know, from Thrawn or. I don't know. Yeah. 
And I don't know. A, there's so many questions, but that's what that that's what makes this a good series, in it, my precisely. Opinion, is yeah. that there's so much we don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. As long as they answer those questions. Though. As long as they answer. As long as, long as they don't <laughs> right. just like leave it up in, in the air and we never uh, get any yeah. any answers to any of it. But yeah. So I thought they're really interesting. I loved the piano that was like the music that was behind it during that his fight was just so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just it was so good. If you don't remember, you should go back and listen. I, um, and but honestly, just the music, the the music in 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 uh, in this so far has been excellent. It's I've, been very different. I, which very again, different. Kind of like Mandalorian, right? It's, it, it right. Breaks it has away its from own the sound, but I'm really liking it. Yeah. And like the 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 end credits. Yeah. The music the intro and outro is, music. Yeah, yeah. Is and pretty, it's, pretty which cool. is giving me HBO vibes, <laughs> like any HBO series, you know, does yeah, the yeah. like uh, especially um, especially uh, you know. Um, Game of Thrones. It's, uh-huh. it's got like that, like, you know what I mean? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like in the styling. Yeah, of, I know what you mean. But anyway. Yeah. So that's all really good. Um, the other thing that I, I wanted to mention, there's so much I could talk about here. Okay. So I'm like trying to, I'm trying, I'm really trying to narrow it down to a couple things. <laughs> You're right. Because uh, there is a lot I could talk about. Um, but one other thing that really stood out to me that I wanted to, to mention is that we do see the the uh, rebels mural, right? Mm, yeah. And and what we get here is the same scene that we get at the end of Rebels. Now we've talked about this before and we talked about how does this show fit in with that timeline mm. because Ahsoka looks different and blah blah mm. blah, et cetera, et cetera. That makes sense. Okay. It's the same scene, but they've changed what Ahsoka oh, looks like. Oh, interesting. And it is a bit odd. It's very odd because if you if you go back and watch it, you'll see that like because uh, at first I was like, well, maybe it's still two different times. But if you go back and watch, it, you'll see that like Sabine touches it the exact same way and everything hmm. as she walks in and she turns around. It's the same. That's so weird. they've yeah. they've basically rewritten what happens there. Ah, um, wow. So Ahsoka's no longer the the white. Yeah, like the those super it's wise, no longer transcendent. Ahsoka the white. It's a, it's still Ahsoka <laughs> the, the gray. gray. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, just because yeah. that's always what I felt like it was kind of being right. It's like sure, she was, like she transcended. Yeah, you know like she was. Yeah, she's got new and, understanding. And know? so apparently, Dave Filoni's like, you know what? It just doesn't make sense anymore with where we're going. Uh, so I actually really you know like what I mean. That, I think though. I feel yeah. like that's what he's done, and he's like, yeah. we got to change it. Yeah. And so he made a pretty bold move by completely changing that scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some Rebels fans are going to be I livid. Wonder, I wonder when they're do going to different galaxies, and like maybe tapping into the world between worlds stuff. Like they don't try to. Oh, you think that's a? Oh, I don't know. You, I don't oh. know. I don't know. But it yeah. would be like Filoni to, to try to you know tie up loose uh-huh. ends. You know what so, I'm saying? So so like that the one with the white robe is like um is a is a new universe like a set could, because it of could be. changes from the world between worlds. Yeah. Whoa. That could be. So that that brings me to one, uh, like I'll try to say the final one of the final things I want to bring up um about this is. You know, we've talked a lot about the designing of the show, mm-hmm. um, and and we've talked a lot of theories about the world between worlds mm-hmm. and how we felt like there was a good chance this was going to connect to the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to lose. Yeah, I know what you. I know what um, you're say. I'm starting to lose uh, any belief in that. I'm, I'm. Yeah. So, I now don't think this has anything to do with the world between worlds, and the reason is because. 
a lot of the designs that we thought were supposed to going to be world between worlds is the star map. Yeah, and it was attributed to this race in the other galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I don't, I still don't think it's impossible that the world between worlds could end up being connected, but it no longer seems near as likely. It's to me. just, it's a weird. It was a weird design choice that they had it so closely to the world between worlds. You know what I'm saying? True. And that, and and, and I'm not putting, I'm not going to put it past them that there isn't still some kind of connection or it's not still connected to the same beings or you mm, know what i mean yeah and, and actually one way that i think about that is they they talk about and in, in the i don't remember if it's the first or second episode but when sabine's looking at the thing she says she talks about three figures she says there's three figures and there's because there's three mm, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, okay i mean that could still end up being the father uh the son and the daughter yeah you know still that could just be that same uh the same symbolic meaning there yeah very well could and so you know it could still kind of t- all tie in together but i just don't know that we're going to like go into the world between worlds and change sure yeah. like i r- originally thought we might be doing sure and you know, we we we've talked about rumors about the Ahsoka show for mm-hmm. uh, a while. We've read different rumors, mm-hmm. so I got a lot of different like rumors in my head <laughs> right. about where things go. Yeah, one of them that we talked about was this: like Ahsoka would try to change what happened to Anakin, mm-hmm. and would jump between all these different periods of time, and we would see Mustafar, but we'd see like her fighting and during Mustafar mm-hmm. instead of Obi Wan, all these things. Yeah, and. And in the end, she would find that no matter what she did, no matter what she tried, yeah, every end result, every end result led to him still becoming Darth Vader. Yeah. So I, I thought that was an interesting thing, but I'll tell you, I just rewatched World Between Worlds um, before Ahsoka came out, just to kind of freshen up mm, yeah. on it. I watched a couple of the different Rebels episodes. I watched like the last two as well, yeah. just to kind of get, <laughs> yeah, and um. And so what I found there, though, is that Ahsoka kind of already tells Ezra that in that moment when because he's wanting to change what happens to Kanan. Right, yeah. And Ahsoka kind of already tells him, like, this isn't this isn't going to work. This right. is no matter what you do, you know, blah, blah, blah. So to me, it would be kind of redundant, redundant for her yeah. to be kind of going through a lesson she already taught to Ezra about that the world sense. between worlds. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but, but then again, you as we clearly know that they're not afraid to change some stuff though too now. True. So, so true. Who knows? And who knows? and I'm still not saying it's not a possibility, and I do think it would be kind of fun, but it could really go off the rails as well. Oh, I agree. Well, now, w- what, with what we've seen, right, yeah, these first yeah. episodes and, and them joining this different galaxy, it does kind of derail, because, like, wh- where are they going to fit in in only eight episodes? Where are they going to, well, I guess technically only six episodes now. How are they going to fit in a whole section where she finds the world between worlds again right. and then goes through all these different scenarios? Like, how is that going to fit in and, and still progress the story? So, yeah, I agree with you. Now, I will tell you, I did, I did, uh, you know, some of the rumors that we talked about a while back are are appearing to be very true yeah um i'm, I'm not going to go into specifics because now i feel like they truly may be spoiler territory um there are some rumors that we talked about in previous episodes you can go search them out if you want to if you just <laughs> want to know what you think is going to happen next yeah uh but some of those we read have kind of been exactly on point from mm. what we saw in the first two episodes mm. yeah. so i might actually know some of the uh, upcoming 
things that are going to happen in this series. Interesting. Because yeah. I read those rumors very thoroughly. Yeah. Well, because I remember you we, you had talked about that, and I kind of like purposefully zoned out when we was talking about it. And then you, I remember you saying like, well, there's some more that you can read. And because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you had said you had read them, like ah, I'm yeah. not gonna look at them. Yeah, so. and I don't remember everything, but there are some some things that I remember about that that I'm like, oh wait, this is what those rumors were saying. <laughs> and so yeah. there is one big one that I'm hoping is still the case. And I, again, I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to ruin the story for anybody. It, um, but yeah, if if that, we'll we'll see what happens. But it, it could be very exciting. But anyways, um, let's move on. I'm very excited about what we've seen so far i think it's yeah. all very promising oh, yeah. but you know i still kind of i'm remaining hesitant till we see where we go from here because again it's kind of all just like building the the bridge to to what this show really is exactly what yeah. we've seen so far has 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 really just been what i think is kind of setting up the stage so what happens in episode three through eight i think is really going to get into the meat of what this is going to be mm-hmm. and what where we're headed mm-hmm. for the the movie and um you know and maybe even skeleton crew and and mando season four all these things mm-hmm. that we know are going to be somewhat connected to this and all leading into a movie so uh, i'm very excited to see where it all goes i i'm on the same boat as you uh like i said that i've i've you know again it, it's been a while that uh, the first two episodes of a series has made us this excited for the rest of it um, oh, by far. I yeah. haven't felt I haven't felt this good about um, a Star Wars series since Mando season two. Yeah, <laughs> same here. Same here. So that just tells me that, uh, you know, unless things drastically change, which hopefully not, and I don't expect it to, um, we're in for, for, for some good stuff. So yeah. definitely excited to see that. And uh, so that kind of leads us into our kind of last uh, and main technically topic here. And uh, like I said, as we we discussed a little bit, um, every every 50 episodes or so, we're going to try to do the future of Star Wars. And that's what we're going to do. This is future of Star Wars part three. And uh, we're going to just go ahead and dive right into that. Um, And here's the thing. There's there's so much we could talk about and and we may not be able to really hit a lot of it. But but, you know, just kind of looking into what we've gotten thus far between episode 50 and episode now. (laughs) Is that, you know, there's been some good stuff, right? There's even been some great stuff. Uh, but you know what? There's also been some really bad stuff as well, you know, and uh, yeah. over the past year or two. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of writing. Um, uh, we've seen a lot of writing where there has been, um, you know, just it's just well written. I mean, it's just it, it's it's the, the dialogue is great. You know, the story has progressed really well. There's good twists and turns. We've seen a lot of that, but we've also seen some uh, a lot of different cash grab stuff. You know, what I'm saying a lot of yeah. kind of quote unquote give everyone a turn type writing within the shows. Unfortunately, um, you know what I mean by that is is you know cash grab. Obviously, it could be you can interpret that however you want, but you know like adding like funny little scenes or adding like flashy little characters just for the sake of selling toys or just for the sake of like hyping up the show, you know, but also giving everyone a turn type writing. What I mean by that is, you know, um, where there's a new director or there's a new writer for every single episode. And while yes, there are creative producers that are staying the same, you know, whenever that happens, you get kind of different quality of episodes every time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I guess what my point is, is that, you know, 
it would that wouldn't be so bad if it only happened like occasionally, you know what I'm saying? Or we or we had shows and movies to help balance it out, but we we really haven't thus far. Right. Um and so, you know, they just you know, really have been overplaying their TV only strategy, in my opinion, you know, um, they kind of wore out that welcome. And we've actually talked about this before, how Mm -hmm. we thought that, you know, they're really going to have to start changing up like the TV show only thing, you know? Um, but as we know, though, you know, there are several different movies that are slated in the upcoming years, you know? Um, so it does appear that they're trying, well, we'll see what ends up happening with them, right? (laughs) But, But it does appear that they're trying to get back to some more, you know, uh, 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 cinematic projects, um, you know, that, that are solely focused on one story, one cohesive story. And here's the thing, even if, if it's not even the focus, it's going to hopefully give us a nice healthy mix or a nice healthy balance of the two things. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing, I think a common occurrence or reoccurrence within a lot of Disney projects, not even just Star Wars, but it is that, um, you know, cash grab type projects, you know, what, what can we do to just, you know, boost up some publicity for this? What can we do to just make people interested? And so we can keep making more shows, you know, Uh, or they, you know, what can we do to kind of hit all of our check boxes and criteria or the things that we want to represent in the show? And you know what? I think, Unfortunately, because of that, it seems like a lot of Disney projects, again, not necessarily just Star Wars, but just, um, you know, but Disney isn't intrinsically tied to Star Wars now. So we kind of have to recognize that, you know, it seems like a lot of the uh, Disney projects have kind of been failing in the box offices or I guess on streaming numbers. You know, a lot of times they'll make these new shows or movies and people just don't watch them because it's in that kind of, well, as we talked about earlier, right, the, um, you know, slimming down of, uh, of Disney yeah. stuff, but mm-hmm. because they're just pumping stuff out. I mean, just boom, boom, boom. There's always something new. There's always something else. And because there's so much content out there, I feel like they can kind of, or I think they feel like they can kind of, uh, just kind of put out subpar things and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, um, you know, I, I recently talked to someone who, who didn't know that there wasn't any Star Wars movies coming out yeah. soon, okay? Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is they 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 came to me and they were like, and this isn't someone I see all the time or anything, but they know like that uh, I have a podcast and and with start about Star Wars, so you know that naturally a lot of people right. that don't like see me all the time, they bring that up because like they know that's that's, you know, that's something they can that's talk something to you about. They can talk yeah. to me about. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, I'm used to it. It's fine. Um, and so they brought it up and and they're like, hey, you excited about that Star Wars movie coming out? <laughs> like, uh, And I was like, well, um, you know, trying not to be like a snobby jerk well, about actually, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was trying to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, well, um, yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, it, it's going to be a long wait, you know, 2020, 2025. But when, yeah. it, when it comes, when that comes, you know, we're going to get a new one. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, um, there's one coming out in a couple months. <laughs> and I was uh, like, what are you talking uh, about? No. <laughs> what you, honestly, like, honestly no, no, it is so. kind of funny, like talking to someone who's like, has a literal podcast about something. It's like, and then like, no, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I know yeah. more than you about this. Yeah. Like, and, and it, it, they weren't trying to be whatever. I know. I know. They, it's just funny. They were just, you know, honestly, it, 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 it just goes to show that like, we're so deep into this, but, <laughs> right. but like, and, and most, I'm sure Average most of the people that yeah. are listening to our podcast also are like us because why else would you be listening to Star Wars podcast? Yeah, right. 
but um but for like just the average person out there that like oh yeah i'll watch something star wars they have no clue right. they have no idea right. and so so I got to the bottom of it. So I'm I'm talking to him and I'm like trying to like fish out like more information like, on what what are like, you talking about? Yeah, Where do you get this so information? Yeah. Basically, I've I found out through um through some investigation, I guess you would say, <laughs> that he was referring to the new movie coming out called The Creator by Gareth Edwards. Oh, okay. He saw a poster for it okay. and it says the director of Star of Star Wars Rogue One. <laughs> Um, yeah. Gareth Edwards, and it says the creator, and yeah. automatically just assumed oh, it was a Star, it's Star Wars, Wars movie. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, and so uh, you know, it's funny how people that aren't like super into this stuff and 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 you know, consuming mm-hmm. every piece of Star Wars news and and media, uh, you know, they don't, they have no clue, and so mm-hmm. you know, there's people out there that think there's a movie coming soon, but there there's not. There's we're still we still right. have a long wait. <laughs> We have until twenty twenty five. And and I think that, you know, you, you talked about how there's there's a you know a, a, a very differing levels of quality we've gotten so far from these right. series. Right. And you know, I've talked to people that were like, Oh, I wa- I tried to watch I'll just say Andor. I tried to watch Andor yeah. and it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, oh, well, you should try, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I say The Mandalorian. And they're like, ah, well, you know, I didn't like, I just didn't get into Andor, so I'm just not going to watch any of it. Well, you know? yeah. And, like, and it's <laughs> yeah. just like, no, well, but no. They're different you, things. They're different you know? things. But, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, Star Wars is Star Wars. And if they yeah. don't like one Star Wars, they don't like any Star right. Wars. And <laughs> right. it's like, that's kind of the, the problem that I think Disney has to be careful about because, because yes, these are all different things. They're they're all a lot of them have different directors and, mm-hmm. and for every episode mm-hmm. and and all this stuff. And so there's all these different creative decisions and and blah blah blah. But all it takes is for one, uh, that, yeah, Star Wars ignorant person basically right. Right. to watch one episode of something, didn't really get into it, to completely cut off exactly. everything else that comes from Disney Plus Star Wars. And so I and again, so hearkening back to what I was saying, I think that that is a, a, a definitely a big detrimental. Like, what am I trying to say? Like that—that's one of the big problems, I guess, is the yeah. ha- give everyone a try type strategy they've been using. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So just to finish what I was saying a second ago, it's just that you know, because of the you know because of a lot of things are like not getting what they want, and in fact, a lot of the not necessarily Star Wars, but again, a lot of the other like random other Disney projects that they've been putting out, whether it be movies or shows and stuff. I mean, they're not doing good. I mean, that's been I've seen an article the other day how it's like Disney is you know, uh, having to reevaluate because, because, you know, basically a lot of the stuff they've been putting out has been getting like millions less than what they put into it. You know what I'm saying? So my point is, is that, you know, I know that they're seeing this. I know that even within Star Wars, they're seeing the, the, the disparity between certain shows and different stuff like that. So my thought is as, as we move forward, right, if they're smart, they will, you know, adjust their strategy and, and, and pivot to focus more on, you know, more cohesive and better storytelling and character development rather than, you know, cute and flashy characters, cheesy MCU type humor and and celebrity cameos. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because again, I, I'm not trying to be the, the elitist snob at any, uh, you know, at all. But again, the biggest controversies in star Wars come from those, those three things, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The lack of cohesive writing that, that drives a great narrative, you know, uh, just kind of like cheesy, 
characters and, and, and uh, humor. And then also, last but not least, like these celebrity cameos that they've apparently been wanting to add as well. A lot of people have, have some negative uh, thoughts about that because they think it's lazy. They think it's just like... A, a, a pump and dump site type situation situation where, you know, they're just doing all this inflammatory stuff that they use in other Disney projects that seem to kind of work. Um, but really at the end of the day, we have to realize that you can do that to some random Disney movie that you want to make or a show you want to make. But when it comes to star Wars, people are very dedicated to this um, universe. Right. You know what I'm saying? People are very dedicated to this and you're not going to be, you, you know, in my opinion, you're not going to be able to use the same kind of flashy corporate tactics that they use with a lot of other stuff and, uh, and get away with that. And I think that that again has been made evident. Now, whether they pay attention to that, I don't know. So that's my thing moving forward. And this is just like a general level thing moving forward. That's something that they're going to have to pay attention to and pivot. Now, obviously it's hard to say, um, you know, how will, how will actually turn out. But as we, as we, as we said, the first two episodes, uh, thus far of Ahsoka feel very much in the right direction. You know, mm-hmm. we, yes, there might be some different directors or whatever, but the, the producers are the same. The writers, AKA Dave Filoni is the same consistently and they have a consistent vision and, uh, you know, might might have different stuff here and there, but it's it's guided by basically one person who is who's passionate about the subject material. And at time right. and time again, we've talked about how that that needs to be what's happening. And uh, yeah, and again, so my point is is that you know we have you know we've more to talk about, but I'm just saying like in my opinion, on a high level thing, like moving forward in the future of Star Wars, they're gonna have to see this pattern that's been emerging through the things they've released and realize also though that. Uh, they're going to have to adjust that strategy. And it's like, and it's, it's obvious, it's obvious. Uh, uh, but it's like, people just want authenticity. People want good storytelling. People want good characters. And ultimately you get that by having people who are passionate about the work, passionate about the subject material who are making good things. So that's what they have to do moving forward. Right. You know? And they're, yeah. And it's, and I don't know why this is so hard for them to understand, <laughs> Right, but they're find a talented director writer that knows and enjoys star Wars. Right. That's not hard. Right. There's plenty of them. There's plenty of, oh, and, so you know, many. and you know, and you know why? Because so many writers and directors are what they are because of star Wars, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that's what inspired them to, to go on and do what they do. Mm-hmm. Find those people. Mm-hmm. Don't use the greatest indie director on the, <laughs> on the block because they, right. because they're, they're a new flashy name. They're a new flashy you know? name. They're a great director, but if they don't know anything about star Wars, we don't want them. We don't want them as the director. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I don't know why we have to continue to do this thing where they throw in just anybody who, who's like, Oh, they, they, they're good. They're good. They're really good writer. Well, yeah, okay. You can be a great writer, but if you don't know the the material that mm-hmm. you're writing about, and everybody around you has to tell you what it is, and like, you're you're going to miss out on opportunities. Exactly. That someone who really knows and loves and appreciates the material are not going to miss. Right. And and, see, and when you have such a massive universe that is Star Wars, mm-hmm. at this point, you have to have those people. And and this is something I've said many times, but there's a story group, right? There's a story yeah, group yeah, at Star Wars, yeah. right? That, and their their job is to make sure that things line up, that that um, nothing is like breaking canon, so to speak. Right. 
get them more involved in the writing process. Yeah, why they don't do that already blows my mind. Yeah, and, yeah. and it sounds to me like a lot of times they're more involved in like the video games and the comics and the books. But it seems like a lot of times when it comes to the movies, there's like they're kind of held back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's this like it's this, uh, you know, these directors, these big wigs, they got stuff stuck in their head. They're like, they <laughs> right. don't need them. Right. But right they're just right. going to do their own thing. Right. But I just think and I agree with you completely that if we were to just get people in here that truly care about this mm-hmm. we're going to be better off oh 100 and, and and the love is going in the the love for what they're doing is going to show just that's why it works so well with dave filoni mm-hmm. because dave filoni is not just some other guy he is he is literally george lucas's protege <laughs> right right exactly exactly um, you know there's not anyone that knows star wars better probably than dave filoni I bet he knows it better oh, than yeah. anyone. Oh, yeah. I guarantee that, yeah. Um, he knows things about Star Wars that none of us will ever know. I guarantee you. <laughs> right. I guarantee you right. George Lucas and him have, have, ta- have had talks about yeah. the universe of yeah. Star Wars that he'll never tell anybody. Right, right. You know what I mean? Things yeah. that... And, and, and so it's he's the obvious candidate to be doing something like this. And that's why, you know, two episodes into Ahsoka, I'm like, this feels good. This feels, Because it's written by someone who truly loves and adores Star Wars and everything about it. Right. And Absolutely. not just that, but Absolutely. also this character, right? This yeah. character he created. Exactly. Which exactly. brings it to a whole nother level. <laughs> right. right? Like, Imagine. Yeah. If, if nothing else, he's going to make sure this is successful just because of his own sake. Yeah. <laughs> and and listen, nothing against, nothing against Deborah Chow, mm-hmm. but imagine if you had had like, and, and I don't even know who the writers were on Kenobi, but imagine mm-hmm. if you had had somebody to that degree. Oh, yeah. To work on, on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just imagine, because I can tell you by when watching that, there's so many missed opportunities within the show. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and there's so many times that I think like, I feel like I know this character better than they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When I'm watching yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think he would have done that. Yeah. Like, I just why did don't, he say I, that? it or, doesn't know? feel natural. It yeah. doesn't feel like yeah, the yeah, natural yeah. response. Yeah. yeah. And why is that? Well, I think it's because we've seen more and taken in more of this character than the people who wrote the show have. You know what I mean? I agree. And and yeah. you can, I mean, you know, sure, I'm doing a lot of talk. I'm not saying I could do better. Right. I'm not. Right. But I'm saying there are people that can. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, here's the thing. We might know a lot about the character, but there's people who know just as much, if not more, than we do and are also good writers. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, exactly. again, like, as you've already said, they're out there. It's yeah. just about Disney caring enough about this fan base to mm. reach out and do the work to get those people. So Yeah, and and I've always said also, like, why hasn't anyone gotten Claudia Gray in a writing room? <laughs> right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? George yes. Mann or yeah. any of these guys, right? Uh, in, Timothy Zahn, you yeah, know? The, yeah, Timothy Zahn. Yeah. The, the creator of Thrawn. Yeah. Why well, is how, he not in yeah, a writing if he, room? If he could, yeah, anyway, yeah. Again, it's like, well, but they're authors. They write They write books. Yes, exactly. They write stories. They write stories. Right. Right. So, That's the big thing. They yeah, can, they, they may not be they, script writers, but they can right, provide the but story. But they can tell a good story. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. about, and obviously, someone like Timothy Zahn, I mean, he clearly knows his Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, he's yeah. not just, um, you know, he, he clearly knows Star Wars very well. Yeah. And Claudia Gray, she knows her Star Wars. Get them in that writing room. They may not mm-hmm. sit there and write the script, like you said, but they can still tell a story. Give the say, narrative, yeah, right? Yeah. Say, hey, here's a narrative. Now turn this into a script. And then they can kind of oversee, like, yeah. is, does this align with what my my thought yeah. was? And it's know? like, yeah. why isn't that a thing? <laughs> 
like because if you ask me yeah. like that's such a perfect solution yeah oh yeah yeah and i don't know if it's just the the way the industry works if like they if if the people who would be in charge of writing scripts would just kind of like turn their head to that you know like or like right. you know kind of be like snobby about it and be like no absolutely like, not. this is not your world you know yeah and i don't i think i think honestly i think it's just the traditions of all these different mm-hmm. um all these different segments, all these different, um, uh, that's not even the best word. Uh, um, man, I'm trying to think of what it would be. I don't know. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. But there's all these different, uh, routines and stuff that, and and processes people follow. And if we could just mix some of these Mm -hmm. and and maybe break some of the rules, so to speak, we could actually get somewhere that I think would benefit Star Wars as a whole. So, yeah, I mean, there's two things I'd say to that. First of all, we might be able to do that as, because this whole, you know, we're, we're disrupting the entire industry with a writing writer strike. You know what I'm saying? So maybe True. things might change up when it comes back. But secondarily, maybe, <laughs> maybe right? If it even resolves. Um, but but secondarily too, again, it's kind of just hearkening back to what I had already said. But the problem is, is that we're so far in the opposite direction right now, though. Is that yes? Don't get me wrong. There's some good Star Wars projects out there, and there's are people who are working on like Dave Filoni, who are passionate about this. But I think unfortunately, Disney has just got it in a direction where it's very much corporate rather than passion you know what i'm saying well and i i think one of your your best examples of that is the acolyte mm-hmm. not something we've seen yet but mm-hmm. what have they continuously said about the acolyte we're bringing in people that have no idea what star wars is yeah you pretty know what much I'm that's pretty much what they're saying yeah. uh they're, they're maybe not saying exactly they well don't know i'm pretty sure what's her face did she may have anyway but, but she has definitely said like people that have never been on a star wars project people that you know or I think she has basically said people that are really good at the, what they do, but they don't know about Star Wars. Right, because we're, we're more about having this, a good story rather than yeah, all this stuff. You know, blah, blah, and blah. you know, I hear that, and I hear, and in, in, in my head, I go, "Oh, well, that's a horrible idea." <laughs> right, right, right. Now, what I've the the images and things I've seen of the acolyte, hey, they, it looks great so far, and I and I want it to be good i want it to be so good i do mm-hmm. um and i think it has potential i i just read the other day that uh the acolyte will have the most jedi on screen ever that yeah, we've seen yeah, yeah. and like that that alone you tell me that alone gets <laughs> right. me just excited right yeah exactly. i mean that means at some point we're going to see more jedi than what we saw in uh at the battle of Ge- uh geonosis yeah right where in the arena which was is still one of my favorite moments just because there's so many jedi everywhere and yeah. so um to to know that you know it sounds like we're getting something even bigger is is really exciting um and so i have a lot of hope for that but the director or showrunner i guess or whatever mm-hmm. i think there maybe is more than one director i can't remember yeah for what but, uh, acolyte yeah yes there's two uh, the showrunner is the mandala mandala stenberg but, okay yeah. so but you know the showrunner is like hey we're getting all these people that that don't know star wars but hey, they're really good writers, or they're really <laughs> right. good directors, and it's right, like, well, right. that worries me. Well, um, so and I know this is not the perfect example, and I'm not trying to be inflammatory because I know a lot of people liked it, but that's kind of a lesser example of like uh, uh, Andor for me. I thought it was a phenomenal show; it just wasn't a phenomenal Star Wars show. And that, again, I know that's inflammatory because I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. But that, in my eyes, that's kind of like an example. I think the hack like could be a much worse example, yeah. or worse version of that. But- I definitely disagree with you on that. <laughs> but I think, because because uh, I think with Andor, I think it was very, I think it was very Star Star Wars. It just wasn't really the kind of Star Wars that you enjoy. Sure. Okay. 
like I said, and that's again, I'm not trying to say it to be whatever because I'm not trying to bring that up at this point. But that's just differences of opinion. But yeah, the, no, and I, and I see where you're coming from. Um, it focused less on Star Wars. Sure, I, no, I, I, I know, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean, but I, but I do feel like. I felt like it did fit what they for what they were wanting to go for. I felt like I didn't feel like when I watched it, I went, "Oh well, that doesn't make sense in Star Wars." I didn't ever yeah. felt that way. I felt like it all fit in the right. universe. Right. It just right. wasn't right. a story. It's not like when I watch Mando season three and I'm like, "What am I watching right now?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this feels like somebody making an SNL skit about Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I see it's saying, like yeah. I'm, this looks like someone made a short skit about Star Wars, mm-hmm. like a comedy, like a spoof. And the, and the hosts for tonight are uh, yeah, Lizzo and Lizzo Jack Black. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With special guest appearance yeah, by yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, it's, exactly. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And it's like, and that, see, in, in my opinion, and I don't know. Why they let like I don't know why John Favreau and Dave Filoni let that happen, but but season three of Mando was a perfect example of this corporate rather than passion example of Star Here's Wars. Here's the thing, you, in my opinion, what do we know seems to be the biggest difference in Mando season three versus the uh, any other season of Mandalorian that we got in terms you know? of the there's one there's one key story difference. in terms of like the people being over it type thing or what. Uh, people being over it. I don't know. Wasn't Kathleen Kennedy more involved? The, or something? the the big difference is that from everything I'm I have gathered, Dave Filoni wasn't really involved in season three. Oh, okay. I mean, he is yeah. he is technically a producer on it. But he was focusing more on like Ahsoka. But he's he was more on Ahsoka at this uh, point, right? That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. I think, and so again, a perfect example of the guy who. The Star Wars guy, okay? <laughs> right. I think John Favreau really loves Star Wars, but he doesn't know. I mean, you can have you can you can see them talk about it and the, at celebration and stuff. They joke about it. How Favreau would be like, "Oh, so I want to do this," and Filoni would be like, "Well, no, you can't do that." Right. Favreau well, we, would be like, "We saw that Favreau in would be like, yeah. yeah. Favreau would be like, "Well, why can't I do that?" And yeah. Filoni would be like, "Well, because this and this and this." Like, <laughs> listing yeah. off all the canon yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think Filoni or Favreau who is very talented in what he does and, and does, and like, does Star Wars. like Star yeah. Wars, but he doesn't have all the knowledge of Star Wars, mm. not, not to the degree of like Filoni. Sure. So he's like, I want to do this and this and this. And then, so Dave Filoni wasn't and, there and to Dave stop Filoni him. Dave Filoni may not have been there as much to stop <laughs> yeah, him with yeah. some of those things. Again, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that any of that is necessarily confirmed, but that's what I feel like. Oh yeah. Uh, happened yeah. is, you know, and, 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 and another thing, what did we get in the other seasons of Mandalorian? You know, we got a, we got a baby Yoda. We got a, we got Luke Skywalker. We got Ahsoka. We didn't get anything like that in season three. And you know why? Very true. Yeah. Why? Because the man, the Star Wars man, wasn't there. Right. And no one gets to touch those characters unless... <laughs> right. I, I, I'm not even kidding. Right. No one gets to touch... No, I, no I, one, I know what you mean. No one gets to have Ahsoka. No one gets to have Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless the man who George Lucas passed... Yeah, passed it down to yeah. is there. Which then it's like also and, like it's almost know, like a wasted season though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But anyway, and like the book of Boba Fett had Luke Skywalker again. Why? Because Dave Filoni was there and involved. Right. And I think that's kind of where we're at with it. Is they they don't really want you to touch those things right. unless he's there. But so so let's let's pause for just a second because um we 
also do I, I posted like a, a community discussion and I asked basically all of our listeners and said, hey, what we're going to talk about, what do you think? What, what do you think about the current state of Star Wars and what are your hopes for the future and where do you think it's going to go? And we got several comments here, so let's go through a few of them here now. So Nicholas John uh, Mosura, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, he says, if we don't get great writing, then it will fade. Sad. And Nicholas, I mean, like I said, I... I, I I don't want that to be the case, but as we kind of have been discussing, that is that is kind of on the same page with what we think is that until the writing starts coming back up, I don't know that necessarily will fade in the sense of that it's going to go away, but I do think that a lot of the hardcore followers and fan base are going to dwindle down a well, little bit. I mean, bit, you, you know? know, nothing's invincible, right? Nothing right. is invincible. So right. if they continue to, re- if they, let's say they continue to release just bad stuff and nobody's right. watching it. Star Wars as an IP is not going to die. It's uh, as a franchise, it's it's too popular for that. But new content coming out regularly can stop. Right, because again, because because the whole corporate issue rather than passion, Disney's just looking at numbers, and right. they're they're if they start seeing that things are going downhill and no one's watching it and they're not getting money from it, then yeah, they're just gonna you yeah. know start stop doing it. So yeah, I mean, I think I think it, that's absolutely true. Um, so Brandon Dukes comes on and says, can't deny uh, what was just released and what we have gotten the past few years has been pretty epic. When we look at the High Republic live action and future projects with Filoni, I think it is bright. I know that there have been some letdowns with Kenobi and a few various others, depending on your tastes. However, all in all, uh, it's been great. Excited to see it. Glad to have you all back. Congrats, gentlemen. So Brandon, um, yeah, I think we're, again, on the same page with all of that. And, again, like I said it earlier, but it's good to, to see you again and hear from you again. So thank you for commenting. Yeah, and I do want to say, you know, he, he said it, it, the future looks bright, and we've been a little negative so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the future does look bright. You're, you're, yeah. you're right, Brandon. Um, not only do we have some exciting seasons up ahead of, of shows, you know, we're, we're right smack dab in the middle of Ahsoka. We got uh, – you know, we do have movies that are supposed to be coming. So, yeah, things are bright. Things do look good right now. But mm-hmm. because of because we've been burned before, I think, is the reason where we're just a little hesitant um, on 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 what we could be getting. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there yeah. is there is just some like I don't want to get my hopes up. You right. know, I don't want to be disappointed. And and so I think as as we get as we get closer to the movies, I think I'll really know how I feel mm-hmm. um, just about everything and where star Wars is going. Mm-hmm. But man, just if, if the next star Wars movie comes out and it fails, oof, <laughs> You're that's, right. that's going to be bad. Right. And so again, looping back into what we've, been talking about this whole time it's going to be up to disney to see the trends to see what they're doing wrong and yeah. and to fix that and and yeah. that's going to just depend on if they do that yeah so, but that was a good comment brandon we appreciate yeah. you um alex mason says despite my issues with mando season three i am still very hopeful for what is to come uh with what it seems they have been talking about i'm excited to have a focus on things like dawn of the jedi and the high republic and of course the heir to the empire movie I'm hopeful about the plan, just skeptical about the execution at the moment until we get more information. Yeah, again, g- g- all good points. Yeah. Um, I and I, I, I feel, I really feel like we're all kind of in the same boat here. It's like, yeah, stuff up ahead looks very promising, 
and it is it is exciting but again it's just there's like this little bit of hesitancy from the fans of like right we don't want to get hurt again right and we don't <laughs> and, right. and so like a scorned lover yeah yeah <laughs> and and you know and the way alex put it there it does kind of also bring um something to mind is that when you look at star wars right now and when you, we look at the next you know let's say five years we are literally getting um, projects from every era of Star Wars. Yeah, like every era of Star Wars, we're getting we're getting projects set in, and that is um, kind of crazy to think about, really. Right. Um, but it's cool, and 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 again, with that, there should be something for everyone. There, no matter what you what your stylings are, what you uh, what kind of genres you like, or et cetera, mm-hmm. there really should be something for everyone within within that wide range of eras, and so that's exciting. And I'll and I'll be very intrigued to see in in five years what's on top. Mm, yeah, you know yeah. what era, what um, characters. Mm-hmm. What's on top of yeah, Star Wars? Yeah, what's getting the most traction? What's getting the most traction? I mean, obviously, right now, it's it's been the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. right? The Mandalorian has been the top dog for a while. Um, right. That has, of course, kind of faded recently because it's um, well, because season three wasn't that that important. It's been around for a while now, and the story's kind of uh, stopped now, right? You know? And so it's kind of slowed down. Ahsoka, uh, who's always been a popular character, but maybe could really kind of go to a new level if this. Um, show does really well but it'll be really interesting to see in like five years where we're at with that and like what what are the the big characters and, and, and the and the yeah. biggest movie or yeah. biggest show and- well there's a lot of growth potential for high republic obviously when it first the first phase came out a lot of people really loved what we got um and so when phase three comes in there's a lot to uh, to exp- you know hope to expect from that and see if yeah. they really pushed that through again also the Ac- acolyte if i'm not mistaken right is kind of based at the end of the high republic era so right it um is, yeah. and and so that's kind of connected to high republic and, mm-hmm. and and you know if acolyte does even halfway good then um you know i have no doubts whatsoever that we're probably going to be seeing even more stuff come up from high, high public so like i said i think oh, there's definitely. a lot of growth potential there you know oh for saying? sure yeah no i i think the acolyte will not be the the last uh series we see set during or well just the last uh era mm-hmm. or last story in that era that we'll mm-hmm. see in, in in movie or or series or whatever it may end up may being now we're supposed to get a cool video game but whatever (laughs) well technically it's it's not officially been canceled yeah but it doesn't sound uh, indefinite indefinitely delayed is what is what the rumors have been but nothing has a has ever came out officially on that but so two more comments here so josh and birkinshaw says hey guys sorry for not being as active it's been a roller coaster of a few months hope you are all doing well for first of all jb thank you for reaching out love hearing from you we have been doing well Hope you have been doing yeah, as well. And, and we, I want to say, when we can't blame you for that at all, because blame you. even we, as the people who make yeah. the podcast, drop off for a month or so because yeah. when we get busy. Yeah, so. I was gonna say, I do not apologize, JB. We've been in the same boat. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. been it's been a wild couple of months, and uh, actually, it's been a wild since like March for me with the baby. It's really, you know, it's been an adjustment, um, and so, you know, no apologies. We do apologize a little bit because for those of you who who wish we would post consistently <laughs> all the time. Oh, we um, get it. We get it. We understand the frustration there. Um, but 
you know, please uh, keep in mind that, you know, this is not our full-time job. It's we not both, even a second time or yeah, third time we, job. <laughs> we both have full-time jobs and other responsibilities. Yeah. And, and so we do this when we can because we love Star Wars and we love uh, doing it for you guys. So. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so JB, good to hear from you and thank you for reaching out to us. But anyway, he says, the state of Star Wars currently for me is dot, 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 slow. I mean, it's great, better than great, but obviously a lot has slowed down with it. Uh, I just want everything to. I want. Excuse me. I just want everything Star Wars. Ha ha. Um, having said that, I can see a great future on the horizon. We have people interested in Star Wars that never were. Kids are wanting to dress up like Jedi and Sith and Mandalorians and everything. Uh, this is how I remembered it back in the day. As to where I think Star Wars will go, well, I think we need more standalone stories, not necessarily Jedi versus Sith and such, but Andor, for instance, I really enjoyed it. Gritty, suspenseful, and also shows the terrifying... Ah, Peter went to sleep. Sorry. Shows the terrifying side of the Empire. Uh, we've talked about it before, and I'll say it again. They could make or they could make such a good, dark, intense, even scary film or series. Uh, I also want to see more games, not even new ones, just remakes of classics will keep this nerd happy. <laughs> I think the future is bright for Star Wars, and I hope it keeps growing and growing. I have spoken. He Good has stuff. spoken. Good stuff. Again, uh, in line with everything we've been yeah, saying, yeah. right? And, I, mean, and I, I will say, you know, a couple things I want to note. Um, first of all, uh, with the video games, you know, there's still supposedly going to be a Nice the Republic remake. <laughs> yeah, uh, supposedly. Again, again, that's another one that's kind of been a, a delayed, delayed indefinitely, but yeah. it's, it's still out there to some degree. So, you know, keep just crossing your fingers for that one. Um, but yeah, no, give me more Star Wars video games. And actually, there is there is a lot of them actually kind of in, in some sort of degree of production. So, yeah. Um, well, I before we we end this episode, I will would like to kind of just go over what we know is kind of in the works, just mm -hmm. in general, with Star Wars and, mm -hmm. and movies and TV and video games. So we'll get to that here in yeah. a little bit. But and then the oh the other thing um, that he said about like a dark like almost like horror style, I think um, I think it's only a matter of time. I think it's inevitable mm -hmm. that we get something almost to the degree of horror, not mm -hmm. like. Not like uh, super like dark and gory, dark and gory evil, necessarily, you know? but yeah. I think we will get something that's more closer to a horror style than we've ever gotten before. Because um, like eventually, because he already said it, but we kind of already cracked the door with Andor, which is again mm -hmm. very much to do with the regular person and very much like kind of dark yeah. and suspenseful and and and, and gritty and mm -hmm. things of that nature. So yeah, I think they definitely cracked open the door. And I think we're also going to be cracking the door a little bit also with Acolyte because it's more like Sith centered and, and more of like on the evil side and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And you know, and just looking at Disney, we know Disney is now doing a R rated movie with Deadpool. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's kind of opening the door for R ratings um as well as uh they had a horror disney plus uh special on the in the mcu that was very much a horror like it had it had a lot of like um gore in it the wolf something midnight or i can't remember what it was called i cannot remember what it was called at all but it was an mcu project remember. Yeah. So the fact that they were willing to do an MCU project that was well, and also you got like uh, um, the uh, oh, what was it called? 
um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness had a lot of like, oh, horror yeah. stuff yeah. in it as well. It did, yeah. So I think I don't think it's out of uh, the realm of possibility at all that Star Wars could get something in that vein as well eventually. Right. And again, it's like they've got a lot of other things they're working on right now, but I, I could totally see that being a genre that they kind of dip their toes into. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So let's go on to our last comment and kind of end on a bit of a hopeful note here. And it's Corey Allen Wise saying, I would definitely love to see a new trilogy. And after the first two episodes of Ahsoka, I'd say the state of Star Wars is heading in the right direction. I'm here for the ride, good or bad. I just love Star Wars and there's so much more story to tell and I am excited. And uh, Corey, I think you hit the nail on the head for all of this. I, yep. You know, we as, as, as we... Uh, say almost every episode, <laughs> but we'll say it again. And, and Drew's already said it is that, you know, we, yeah, we're very cynical a lot of times and we're all very, you know, kind of nitpicky and stuff. And that's just because that's what the point of this is. We're here to go over. Cause here's the thing. We already have the basis of, we love star Wars. We already have the <laughs> right. basis of we're here because we are huge star Wars fans and we like anything that comes out. Right. That's why star we Wars. have a podcast that we talk about. But star the Wars. <laughs> point, and that's exactly, that's why we do it because yeah. we love it so much. But the point of the podcast is so that we can kind of really dial down and, and, mm-hmm. and, and critique it and say what is good that we really like and what's bad that we don't as much and what, how can it get better? Yeah. So I think sometimes it can sound like we're pretty negative, but, but again, Corey, speaks for both Andrew and I that mm-hmm. I'm here for the ride, good or bad. Yep. Uh, I just love Star Wars and there's so much more story to tell and I am excited and that's yeah. that's how, how we both feel. Yeah, we're here for the good and the bad. We just hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for the good and bad. Uh, we just hope it's not bad and it's yeah. it good. Uh, but yep. we'll be here either way. So Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we do appreciate each and every one of you for commenting and yes. uh, for those who may comment after this uh, uh, uh episode has been posted uh we do apologize but we again thank you in advance for commenting as yeah, well absolutely. So, we still love to read them so absolutely yeah yeah so uh do you have anything else you want to say about it before i jump into what what we know is going to, to come out i have exa- what are the projects we i know? have exhausted my thoughts already i'd just be beating a dead horse honestly my throat's starting to hurt a little bit so we're gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i feel like we've been here for a little bit i don't know i don't know how long this episode's gone for uh, but easily over uh, and a half so let's go over some of the series that we we know are like hey these are definitely supposed to be coming the things that we know like without a doubt are scheduled to be coming out as of right now and that is we know there's a skeleton crew right um this the, the this list i'm looking at here shows it's still 2023 though it's sounding like it's probably going to be 2024 um, we have the Acolyte season one, which is set to be in 2024. We have Andor season two, which they're guessing to be August 2024, uh, which again, that's probably going to get most likely get pushed back because of the um, the the strikes. Mm. And then we have the, the dates for the movies. We have May 22nd, 2026 and December 8th. 18th 2026 so again two movies in one year we've talked about our concerns with that <laughs> right, um, how right. that went really bad last time they did it and so it's very shocking that they're going to do it again and we've talked about that um, and you know we'll continue to see where that goes but then it jumps forward a year December 17th 2027 so that's the three Star Wars movie time slots that we have so now kind of going in even further um, let's talk about what those movies, um, are going to be, at least as what we assume they're going to be. We have an untitled James Mangold project. What do we know about the James Mangold project? We know that that movie, um, 
we know that it's supposed to be uh, 25,000 years before anything we've seen before. And it will introduce the first Jedi. Um, what Mangold said on stage was he, he asked a couple questions. Where did the Force come from? When did we discover it? When did we know how to use it? So this is kind of an origin story of, of the Jedi or is what we like to, to call it Dawn of the Jedi, right? Because mm. that was the story that was right. told originally. Um, and so uh, James Mangold, a very well-known director who has made some really great stuff. He's not been in Star Wars before. He was rumored to do a Boba Fett series back um, before, or a Boba Fett movie back before there was a series. Um, so he's been, I mean, obviously he's someone who's wanted to do star Wars, mm -hmm. but now this is supposed to happen eventually. So, yeah, I don't think this is going to be the first thing we get. Uh, we've talked about what we think the first thing is we're going to get. And everyone seems to be in agreement on this, um, is that most likely we are getting, um, the Charmin obeyed Shinoi project first, mm, the Ray, which is the Ray Skywalker movie. It's set 15 years after star Wars, the rise of Skywalker is what they're saying, uh, with Daisy Ridley reprising uh, the lead role as Rey. Uh, and so that um, has been heavily rumored to be the the first movie that we get. A lot of people have, have thought that is going to be the first one. Um, we do know that that was originally written by um, Damon Lindelof, uh, popularly known for writing Lost and Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, as we know, there had been some drama behind that, and uh, Lindelof has departed the project and was replaced by Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. Peaky Blinders. So uh, that's all we know so far about that. But again, we're a lot of people speculate that will be our first one that we get. If not a first one, most likely the second one. Because, there again, there's two coming out in 2026. Um, then the other one that we know of is the Dave Filoni Project. This is the one that most people think is, is going to happen on that December 18th, 2026 slot. But, again, it could potentially be the May 22nd slot. Um, this one, as we know, is going to uh, be a... It's going to connect things from Ahsoka and the Mandalorian, you know, the Book of Boba Fett, the skeleton crew, all the stuff taking place in what they love to call the Mandoverse. Um, the ideas that all of these are 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 working towards this untitled Dave Filoni project, which mm. I like to go ahead and title myself as heir to the Empire. <laughs> right. Um, even right. if it's not called that, it's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be the culmination of, of all of these leading to the big showdown with all of these great heroes against the great villain Thrawn, yeah. who is the heir to the Empire. The heir to the and Empire. so um, there's not a whole lot else that has been told about that. Um, that other than that, he did just confirm, like, it's going to connect the series together. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and he did say he, the only other thing he did say was that, you know, things aren't that great when we begin the force awakens. Mm -hmm. So take what you will from that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and so now those are the, the confirmed things that we know we're getting. Mm -hmm. And what we would assume are that May 22nd, 2026, 20, December 18th, 2026, and December 17th, 2027, okay? 
But there are some other things out there that has been mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. So a couple of other movies. The Ryan Johnson trilogy. We've been talking about the Ryan Johnson trilogy, <laughs> I think, yeah. since we started the podcast. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's basically said, he, he, the, you know, he gets asked about it all the time. And every time he, and, and Kathleen Kennedy gets asked about it too. And they always say the same thing. Uh, yeah, we're doing it. It's just a matter of scheduling. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> right. and it's like, is it really that simple? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, however, you know, I, I've said before, if you let him do a trilogy and he just does his own thing and it's not connected to the important characters of the saga, it'd probably be good because I think yeah. he's a great director and I do know he loves Star Wars, but the way he dealt with our our original trilogy characters is, uh, is I don't talk unforgivable. About it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um, there's also, you know, there have been rumors about a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic uh, project. Um for years they've been talking about that about being either a series or a movie so there's still that up in the air that's more that's more rumor than anything um then there's the taika watiti project this one was announced on stage back in 2020 um you know and again uh this is one that was announced but then kind of just got quiet and we didn't see anything else uh just this year though somebody asked uh taika watiti about it and he said he's still trying to figure out the the story yeah. <laughs> so yeah. again, not something that is is uh, in any hurry, and it doesn't sound like it's coming anytime soon. <laughs> Didn't take him too long to figure um, out Love and Thunder. <laughs> oof. <laughs> uh, he must have asked his uh, his his child to write that one. <laughs> but apparently, guys, apparently the Marvels will be the first goofy and silly and wacky movie. So <laughs> yeah, and then also um, there's the Sean Levy project, which. Wasn't announced, but Sean Levy himself said that he uh, has a, a golden ticket into the galaxy far, far away, mm. and he's developing a screenplay. Um, and he said that himself. Again, we've never gotten any, uh, like, whatever for it, but but he is the director of Deadpool 3, so he's, um, you know, connected to Disney. And uh, so I w- would assume that one is going to be a little more on the wild side. Um, he's also the director of Free Guy, and so um, so Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan Reynolds is definitely coming <laughs> yeah. to the Star Wars universe, <laughs> and I don't yeah, know how I feel I'm about not that. Sure how I feel about it. Hey, we literally just talked about the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the plug-in cameos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is one of those characters that I mean, it, he's just too well known. It's just I don't exactly. know that I want to see him in Star yeah. Wars. But anyway, yep. um, and then so now let's look more into our shows here. Do you have anything to say about any of those movies? Nope, not okay. really. Let's look at our shows. We got Skeleton Crew, I already said, The Acolyte, um, Andor Season 2. A couple of that we have here that we don't have dates for. The Bad Batch Season 3. We know we're getting a Season 3, but we do not have a date for it. It's uh, it's believed it was being worked on, but then had to halt due to the writer's strike. Yeah. Then we have The Mandalorian Season 4. Another one that's kind of a toss-up right now. And the reason for that is... It was talked about, and we, we've talked about this in one of our last episodes, that uh, there was going to be a season four, but with the writer's strike, they're entertaining the idea of making it into a movie instead. Mm. And the reason for that is to still try to have everything done 
in time for the slots that they have the upcoming Filoni project. Ah, I see. Um, and because they're worried with the strikes that they won't have enough time to get out another series of the Mandalorian and another series or season, I should say another season of the Mandalorian and another season of Ahsoka before it's time for the movie. Right. And they have to get all the stories in. Right. So again, that's kind of something that's up in the air due to the writer's strike, but I'm sure we'll learn more as time goes on. And then also we have a droid story. Um, this was one that was supposed to be uh, Lucasfilm Animation, mm-hmm. and it was going to be uh, a story with R2-D2 and C-3PO. Um, again, this was announced on stage uh, by Kathleen Kennedy, but we've never seen it again right. since. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, last but not least, we have Lando, which Lando, uh, another one that was announced on stage by Kathleen Kennedy in 2020, and then nothing was ever seen about it again. However, just recently, we did find out, we did hear that Donald Glover and his brother are writing the show right now um, and have been working on it um, for months in secret. So, obviously, this is not going to be done anytime soon if they're just still writing it and they're in a writer's strike. But it does appear to be a upcoming project that is eventually going to come. Hmm. Um so that's kind of where we're at with movies and TV shows. Um, I did want to mention kind of where we're, what we have coming up in video games as well. Cause I know we do have a lot of, a lot of gamers. Uh, first we have star Wars hunters, which <laughs> star Wars hunters has been, uh, has been shown multiple times at this point when we went to celebration together back in, was that 2019? Mm-hmm. They had a booth to play yeah. Star Wars Hunters. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't no. actually remember that. You don't? No. They had a booth there um, for Star Wars Hunters, and here we are in 2023, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, still ago. not out. <laughs> and what's funny is they actually just delayed it a couple weeks ago to 2024 now. Oh, my god! And it was supposed to come out this year. Wow. So Star Wars Hunters, is, is a, it's a team-based multiplayer game. Um, what's hilarious is it's made by Zynga and it's a, it's a mobile game and it's taken them this long. So I don't know what in the world they're doing. Dude, we've been talking about that. Zynga they must game be, do, so they must long. be doing more sleeping than they are making the game. That's all I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's a multiplayer game. I mean, come on. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars outlaws coming out next year sometime, as long as it doesn't get delayed. Uh, as you know, games like these can sometimes be pushed back uh, into yeah. uh, further years. Looks very um, promising. Looks though. very promising. There is actual gameplay trailers you can you can see out there. It's coming mm. from PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Um, it is created by Ubisoft Massive, which is the studio behind the Division and the upcoming Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. Um, looks incredibly impressive. I I like. I would encourage you to go check it out if you're uh, any. If you have any interest in Star Wars video games, you should check this one out because mm-hmm. it's looking very promising. Oh, yeah. Um, then we have the Respawn's Star Wars uh, first-person shooter. Um, so Respawn is is the the developer of um, the Jedi series um, with Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. But they also um, revealed that they were working on a first-person shooter Star Wars game. Um, now they had just, this, they had said the, the, they had just begun on this title, um, in 2022, they had said it, 
Um, and so we're looking at, you know, two years of progress uh, by the beginning of next year. Uh, so, you know, this is one that I'd say we're still wait, going to be waiting on for a bit. But coming from Respawn um, is very promising because oh, yeah. they've done really good yeah. things. Titanfall. Um, and, and yeah, and they have first-person shooter experience with Titanfall, yeah. which is which was a great games. series. Yeah. Um, so this being like Star Wars Titanfall could be <laughs> yeah. really great. So oh, yeah. that's one to really be looking out for when it, whenever it's officially revealed. Um, there's also a, a Star Wars strategy game also being worked on by Respawn. So they got a lot of uh, projects going on. Um, this is kind of like a smaller group that they have within mm. Respawn yeah. who's doing it. But again, I think kind of like a, a Civilization but Star Wars. Um, then we have Star Wars Eclipse. Star Wars Eclipse is the one we talked about earlier. It's by Quant Quantic Dream, who did uh, Heavy Rain, um, etc. This is uh, one that was e extremely exciting for us because it is a branching narrative game that takes place in the High Republic era. So that's a lot of really cool stuff all said in one <laughs> one thing there. Right. Um, and they have a, had a trailer reveal, and it was phenomenal. It looked really cool. Um, but nothing else has been said in a while. We do know we did hear there were some issues going on uh, with with it. And so will we ever see it? I don't know. But I sure hope so. <laughs> All right. Then we have the Knights of the Old Republic remake. This is one that was announced uh, during the PlayStation 2021 showcase. So it's been a while. Uh, and there was a, a report from Bloomberg a while back that said the project had been delayed indefinitely. And anytime you hear a game's been delayed indefinitely... That's a very bad sign. Yeah. Um, yep. This is something I want so bad that it just makes sense it's never going to come. <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. there's nothing yeah. I would love more than a Knights of the Old Republic remake. And because it's such a great game, but it needs it needs some quality of life improvements for mm -hmm. modern the modern era. Oh, right? yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, and it makes so much sense to have it that it also makes so much sense that we'll never get it. That's <laughs> right. the best way I have. Right. That's the best way I can put yep, it. Yep, I, I agree. Um, and then moving on to the, the final one is there's one more from um, Ubisoft. Oh, sorry. It's not Ubisoft. It's Skydance New Media. And they uh, are working on a game, but it's it's described as a narrative-driven action adventure. Um. But what's really important to take from this one is that it is being created by Emmy, Amy Hennig. And if you don't know who Amy Hennig is, she was, uh, she worked on the Uncharted series. Mm, okay. So well, everything that I've heard about this, which hasn't been a lot, but what I've heard about it is that this is a game that they're definitely trying to kind of create that cinematic uh, action adventure style of the Uncharted series yeah, into Star Wars, yeah. so maybe a little more linear than what like we're getting in the the Outlaws game. Yeah, but um, but definitely a, a cinematic experience, and I think that could be uh, really great. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, Andy Hennig has has shown to 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 know how to do that, and uh, of course it was with a different um, studio, so we'll have to see what the studio can bring. But that's pretty exciting. So yeah. that's kind of just like an overall big picture of what the future of Star Wars is, right? Yeah, As absolutely. far as like the upcoming release. Of course, then we also have books 
and the books, the big thing in Star Wars books right now is is Phase Three of the High Republic is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, as far as what happens after that, we don't know. They don't tell you too far in advance <laughs> right, when it comes right. to books. They they keep pretty close to their chest until it's like you know, uh, nothing. They never talk usually more than a year out at best. So we we don't really know past the High Republic uh, what we're getting in Star Wars. Um, and and I think for me the biggest thing in in books would be the question of do do they keep telling stuff in the High Republic after Phase Three, or are they going to do something else, another big project like that? Is there going yeah, to be something to kind of take the place of what High Republic has been? Because mm-hmm. because now that they've done this, it's going to feel like there's kind of like this dead spot, something's right, missing if right, they don't yeah. like replace it. But what is it? What but what be, would it be? be? Yeah. Would it be yeah. more stories in the High Republic? I, I feel like they've really been like, this is the story we're telling, right? right so it, right. It, it doesn't really seem like they would do more. Um, so it does, you do have to ask, like, what would that be? What will fill its place? There's plenty of opportunities, plenty mm-hmm. of stories they could tell. I hope that they, I hope that they do something similar, just maybe in a, at a different time, different right. era. Right. But that they continue to tell, like, a big narrative um, that connects through different books and all that, phases even, yeah. again, would be nice. But... Oh uh, yeah. So really again, like everyone has said, the future's bright. Oh yeah. Yeah. The future's bright. Um a lot of good stuff. It's just can it all succeed? <laughs> right. Can it all do right. what it's promising right. it's gonna do? Yeah. And uh, you know, that's that's uh what I wanna end off with saying as well. You know, again, the future is bright. You know, a lot of you guys hit that in our uh, community discussion, you know, like hey, I, 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 you know, I know everything has been amazing for what we've got in the past couple of years, but guess what? The future is bright and there's a lot of great things coming. And again, that, uh, that is the same opinion that we hold. Uh, Alex does hit it on the head. He's like, I, I'm excited for it. I'm a little skeptical of the execution, but guess what? Yeah. As Corey says, we're going to be here for the good and bad <laughs> yeah. because we love Star Wars and uh, we're right. excited for what's to come. So, guys, that is a wrap. That was episode 100. That is a wrap for season one of yeah, Jedi Eternal. It. Huzzah! After Huzzah! three and a half years. <laughs> we did it. So, season one in the books, Season one in the books. But, guys, again, we say it every time, but we're so, so thankful for your guys' support. So thankful that you guys have stuck with us for 100 episodes. You know, maybe not of you. Pardon me, not all of you have been here for the full 100, but guess what? We're glad that you're here right now. And for those of you who have been here the whole time, an extra kudos and and a pat on the back and a firm handshake to you guys. We we love each and every one of you, and thank you so much for supporting our podcast. Again, the, the only reason that we're here, guys, is uh, because of you all. Um, you know, because uh, it's one thing for me and Andrew just to get together and talk together, but to have people who are consistently like, hey, we want to listen to you guys. We care about what you have to say. It means the world to us. So thank you for supporting us thank you for listening thank you for a hundred uh 100 episodes yeah. and uh we ask that you would reach out to us you know uh we would love to hear from you we do say that every episode but we say it again we want to hear from you guys um whether it's about the state of star wars whether it's about ahsoka whether it's uh some of your fond memories about uh, the past hundred episodes whatever it may be for you guys we'd love to hear it from you but uh, in the meantime we would ask you like we always do to please like and follow us on facebook and twitter and all these different places instagram for uh 
weekly news, polls, discussions, memes, all that good stuff. And uh, we'd also ask very kindly that you would follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even actually even YouTube now. Um, and if you can on the previous two, leave us a review. It really does help. Uh, we would appreciate that. But again, guys, that is episode 100. That is the wrap for season one. Next time you hear from us, it is season two. Uh, we're excited for it. We're excited to see how this progresses and goes. Things might be a little bit different for restructuring, but it still can be the same stuff that you love. But last but not least, may the force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. We would be honored if you would join us. The force will be with you always.